people like me. I'm thinking maybe you're a Jersey girl with all those highlights in your hair. No other girl can move like you. We pump our fist and ride it through. And I don't care what they might say. They'll never get us anyway. So be my Jersey girl. What a fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. Good morning, everybody. My voice is absolute crap. Hopefully it'll come back during the course of the morning. Uh, good morning. This is Shelly, your mouthy mama, talking trash and truths. And this is Coffee and Chaos with T3. That's me. I hope you enjoyed the new intro. Thank you very much to Winning Reality for making that amazing intro for me. I I can watch that over and over. And today, I hate to tell you, you're in for it, guys. We're going to watch it a couple times because whoever comes in late, I want them to see it. I'm very proud of it. And I'm very proud to have somebody to make something like that for me. It was very sweet. It definitely, yeah. <laughs> it definitely left me speechless when I first saw it. But I mean, it's, it's very catchy. And I find myself dancing along to it the whole time. Um, it's just, it's very sweet. And I don't know, it just, it leaves me kind of like goofy. Because <laughs> it's really, it's, it is what it is. It's just amazing. I sent it to Nick. We'll see if he sees where he's he pops up in the middle of the the intro. Even though I told him, I said, "Look here," because you know it's Nick, and at five in the morning he needs redirection and <laughs> clear instruction. Thankfully, I'm his friend, and he doesn't take it badly. Like most members, don't tell me what to do. He's just like, "Yeah, yeah," I'm like, "All right." Good morning to everybody out there. We got Caitlin and Rabbit just hopping around chat. Caitlin, good morning. I see you got your dancing shoes on. Caitlin, it's Wednesday. It's not Monday. It's not Thursday. It's not any of those days that I woke up thinking that it was. It is Wednesday. Happy hump day, everybody. Welcome, welcome. I am in a super good mood because aha, I slept the joy of joys. I slept and I didn't know what to talk about this morning. I I picked it out of the air last night at like 1 a.m. because of a conversation that I had had. It had me thinking about things. Thank you, Rabbit, for posting the links. I appreciate that. Once again, Rabbit tells you all, please change it from top chat to live chat so you don't miss any of the spicy comments that are going on because my chat, chat is good, chat is wise, chat knows all. And I love my chat. They 
you guys, you're with me no matter if I'm crying, if I'm laughing, if I'm talking like a crazy person, because my brain has decided to go for a walk and not tell me to follow. Um, so thank you all for being here. I really, I do appreciate it. And I, I appreciate you very much. Um, so make sure you don't miss any of our spicy comments. Hit that like button like it's your job. Hit it. Strike to subscribe. Ring the bell. Ring all the bell. Change it to all. All the bell. And share this out if you can, because we're really trying to get our reach out there. Um, we're no longer like just singular creators working to put out this message by ourselves, because we really don't have that much reach by ourselves. So we've formed a nice group of content creators who they're able to stream, they're able to cross, you know, promote, they're able to go to other people and get the messages out there. And I just, I want to give a shout out to all those creators that I've worked with that have helped me get to where I am, because this is not a journey you make on your own. If you try it on your own, you're just, it's going to, it's going to get you there, but it's going to take so much longer and it's going to be very frustrating. And it really helps to have amazing people on your side who support you and know what you're you know, dealing with rabbit, rabbit always knows <laughs> rabbit always knows what to do. She's, she is the link queen. She runs the chat and she runs it with a heavy hand and a beautiful heart. So I love that about her. And she even, she has no problem spanking me to tell me, no, no, you're not, <laughs> we don't talk about that. Like that's no, no, YouTube doesn't like that. So I, I really, I thank you, Rabbit, for always just showing up whenever you can. I never want to tax you, ever. I just want you to enjoy being here and all the help that you give me, that's, it's very special to me, but it's gravy. I just enjoy you being here. But you're still the GOAT mod, so. Um, and we have Caitlin, Caitlin, who just started out this year doing content creation. We we hit it off. It was a... <laughs> It was a rough ride in the beginning because, you know, I'm a stubborn bitch. So it doesn't always, you know, click. But then when we did click, it was amazing. So there's that. Rabbit said, I'll be gone a lot. Great granddaughter is. Great granddaughter is terminal. I am so sorry, Rabbit. Again, in my prayers, you and your family are in my prayers. I don't wish that kind of pain or loss on anyone ever. I don't care who they are. So, I mean, my heart goes out to you. We're sending all our energy to you. We love you very much. And we wish nothing but the best for you and for your family. I'm very sorry about your, your great granddaughter. I hope that even in like these really hard times that you, you find a light that will help you. You find something to keep you going and that she has a very peaceful transition. Um, I don't like to, to say those words with the kids. With treatment, she may last eight to 10 months. I, I'm so sorry. But you know what, you're gonna make those, those eight to 10 months glorious, you know? Just, make her happy you know the pain means nothing as long as you got some joy in your heart believe me been there you've been there 
So let's just, if everybody could just say, say a prayer for Rabbit and for her great-granddaughter, because that's, that's not something that you really want to deal with in a family. You just want things to be healthy and happy. And this kind of stuff, it happens, and it's heartbreaking. Nobody deserves to go through any of this, especially not a, a little girl. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, my heart is with you, Rabbit, always. And if you need anything, you reach out. Please don't be shy, even if it's just to cry. You know me. I'm good at sitting there and just crying. Rabbit, I've been there too many times. Yep. I know. I know. The only thing I could say is that we love you. That, of course, extends to your family, obviously. And it's... I just wish the best for them. And I just hope that she, she's peaceful and happy, you know, and that you will make memories with her while, while she's there. You know, sometimes a gift you don't get to give, you don't get to keep it forever. And she's definitely going to be your gift. So you just, yeah, I know it sounds cliche, but there's a reason we use cliches because they're usually true and they work. Just make the memories that, you know, you want. Don't give in to any kind of illness. Make sure you get those giggles. You know, I'm sure they're there to be had. You just gotta, you gotta get them out of her and enjoy her. And make sure she, she enjoys you. But I'm sending all my love and healing to you, Rabbit, for your great-granddaughter. Just, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I get like, um, you know, I have that thing with Katie. So I do. I, I get that that feeling. And it, it brings like this ball of dread. But you do have to find the happy moments. And that's what that's what life is about. They're always going to throw things at you. Life just has a way of going. Oh, you're happy. Let's see how you do with this kick in the teeth. And you got to you got to recover. Right. You got to come back every time. And, you know, I used to get so mad because I was like, you know, everybody say the same shit to me. Oh, you know, you'll come back stronger. You'll be better for it. And I'm like, I said, sorry, I wasn't going to share. Honey, you could say anything here. Don't ever apologize ever. We are your family. We are just as much your family as they are. You are welcome to say anything. You're welcome to come up here and talk about it if you want. You could go backstage and talk about it. We can go to Discord and talk about it. We're here for you. You know, that's why there's so many of us. If anybody's busy, pick the next one. You know, it's just, we got you, girl. We love you. Um, anything like that, it's really, it's hard to deal with. And life really loves to throw you curveballs. Anytime you're happy. And there's a lot of people in this world like that. That's why I picked um, I picked this topic. Projection, the narcissist default. Because that's where they go. You know, when you have nothing to back up what you say, you flip the narrative. You flip the script. I mean... We've seen it. We've seen it so much. It's such an epidemic in this world today. Uh, narcissism. I love, I hear people that go, it's a buzzword. 
people like to use that word. I don't know. They like to throw that word around. Like, okay, you don't need to be psychic to know that the future is full of things that you can't predict. However, the past, you see patterns. I see patterns. Do you see patterns? I see patterns. So you can see when someone has a pattern of, you know, taking people, you know, close to them and they're, oh, they lay on all the love bombing and the, you're fantastic. Everybody look at this person. They're so great. And they build them up. And then they get jelly because they built them up and people will say, oh, wow, they are awesome. They are this. And then their light's not so bright. So they cause discord and they cause, you know, all sorts of chaos and turmoil and they break the person down and they they start to belittle them, but privately, usually. And then it moves into a public type of humiliation. And then the anger comes and then it's, oh, look, 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 see, I told you, I told you they have a problem with anger. But they don't say, oh, they have a problem with anger because I pushed them to the point and then gave them a nice shove off the cliff. Like everybody has a breaking point. Everybody has anger. If you're going to use that, then you better show me where 24-7 this person has been angry with no provocation whatsoever. Like if you want to prove to me that this person is so mean Show me where they retaliated against you. Show me where they started with you. Who pulled that thread? Who made them that way? And if you do that with the narcissist, if you follow those threads of what they do and what they say, they will, they will lead back to the points where they messed up. And instead of taking the accountability themselves and taking like their part of the blame, because I think blame is enough to go around. Everybody gets a little blame. You get blame. You get blame. I'm the very, I believe in being the Oprah of blame. Like you get some blame and you get some blame and you get some blame. Nobody's blameless. However, there are people who carry the lion's share. And those are usually the people who turn around and panic because they've outspoken themselves. Because you, know, you can you can't get in your own way. And then they throw out the narrative. I love you, rabbit. No sorries, no thank yous, just hugs and love and well wishes. And if you need any kind of strength and you can get some from us, girl, take all the strength I got. Take whatever you need, because I don't, I don't need it half as much as you do right now. So, um, uh, yeah, what they do is they flip the script and they become the victim. It's everything that they've done, and they know that they've done, they say you've done it. But they never have proof. It's, oh, I have receipts, I have this, I have that. I'm going to get you, I'm going to do that. Okay. I've seen it play out on so many different channels and so many different creators. And like right now I'm watching a couple friends go through it, and it's like, I want to tell them, like, I, I do tell them, you know, this is not about you, really. This is somebody else's, you know, shortcomings. It's their inability to be decent human beings who are worth anything. You know, it's their inability to um, to build a, a group of people around them who are not toxic, who are supportive. Because apparently it's a lot easier to find toxic people in this world who they love to like tell you, you did this, you did that, but God help you if you ever point out the things they've done. 
<laughs> so it's like, oh, you can't do that. Don't look at you. Don't look at me. Yeah, it's just, it makes me laugh. And this all comes from a conversation that I've had, well, a couple conversations that I've had recently where I'm like, wait, but that never happened. Wait, but they did that. And it just, it drives me crazy because I'm like, wait, we get, there's video, it's even the government. There's video evidence of these people doing these things. And yet they turn around and go, no, 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 that wasn't me. I'm the wonderful person. It was that person over there because, you know, they did. And they never give up that narrative. They And then like what they took as they adopted as their narrative. So now they've switched the facts around. Now you're just looking at a mirror. But it's not a mirror that reflects you. It's a mirror that reflects them. They're re they're projecting themselves onto you. But see, they know what they are. So they can take everything they know about themselves, every transgression, every shortcoming, every flaw, every itty-bitty piece of crap quality about themselves that makes them feel like garbage. Because they know that they are. They're hot garbage. It's like, whatever. They take all that and they throw it on somebody that they hope it sticks. They're like, oh, you're trying to take away from me. Everything with the narcissist is a competition and they always have to win. That's what makes me laugh. Because I love when people tell me, oh, you're a narcissist. <laughs> really? Okay. If you say so, buddy. Like, I, because I know I'm not. But if they want to say, I'm not going to fight you. You can't fight stupid. You can't. You want to talk shit? You want to open a narrative? You want to say this? You want to say that? You want to throw mud? Go right the fuck ahead. But count me out. You have that fun little narcissist party all over there by yourself. And you just leave me out of it. You enjoy. I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to keep living the best life I got. And it's going to keep getting better. And I'm just going to get happier and happier and happier. And that's how I've chosen to go forward. Like, I've, I've been doing this for months and months and months. I said this way back in, like, I think it was January. I was on some stupid show. And I was in the panel and I said, listen, if you need to win an argument enough that you won't lie about me, go ahead, go win it. Go win the argument. Go ahead. It's all yours. You won. I'm not fighting. I'm not arguing. I'm not whatever. Because I don't need the argument. I don't have to validate who I am. I know who I am. If you want to pretend I'm somebody else, that's on you. Boo, go ahead. You obviously need that to make yourself feel like you're something. And I would never detract from that for anybody. So take it. Take the lie. Take the narrative. You just, you hug it and you hold it at night and you make it yours. Good luck with that. Go in the argument. You won. Bye. You won. How do you feel? Was it a good victory? Because that's what I wind up saying. I'm like, all right, so you won. Do you feel better? Are you a better person? No, you're a bigger piece of shit than you were before. But at least you're more deluded into thinking that, you know, you're better. And that's the thing. Delusion is a huge tool. And it's self-delusion. In the narcissist toolbox. They convince themselves that they're right. 
that this isn't what happened. What I'm seeing in front of me is not what's happening. What I wanted to happen, that's what actually happened. So you, you're the devil, and you're this, and you're that, and, blah, 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 and everybody has a negative connotation, and they are some fucking kumbaya saint, which kills me. Because it's like, dude, you know, not for nothing, you do know that we, like, record everything, right? It's all out there. Okay. I was watching a movie the other day with with somebody, and I was just like, this is so... Chill. This is so comfortable. I don't need to be on my guard. I don't need to, you know, oh my God, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? I'm not walking on eggshells. And for once, I dropped the constant vigilance. I dropped that need to always be on my guard because I know that the hits are coming. I know that somebody's going to pop out of the shadows. And, you know, with their little itty bitty, like, you know, pocket knife. It's like, all right, you're you're dealing with pocket knives. Meanwhile, in my closet, I got machetes and katanas and spears. Hell, I got the damn spear of destiny back there. But I'm not willing to use them. Because I really don't want anybody hurt. I want everybody to be happy. I think it's so stupid. And the reason that I... If I am ever pushed to being like, I don't want them to be happy, <laughs> probably like you pushed me there. That's not a great place. Like my very few close friends have witnessed me losing my temper. And it's, eh, you don't want to be there. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be on the receiving end of that. But at least my my reactions are clean. You know, they're not, they're not planned out. My reactions are my reactions. You're getting the knee-jerk reaction in real time. I'm not sitting there, like, trying to contrive a way that I can manipulate this into making me look better. I'm reacting. I'm usually hurt and angry, and then I'm gone. I don't stick around to fight, because I don't care enough about you to fight. Once I shut the door, you're dead. You're dead to me. You cease to have any relevance or power. And it's just, it's like those little freaking fruit flies. They're completely ineffectual, but they're annoying as shit. Because it's like, you serve no purpose in my life. Why are you in my house? Why? Like, didn't you eat enough crap in your life? I thought these things only lived like a day. When are they going to die? I hate fruit flies. Just side note, hate fruit flies. <laughs> Just the most annoying thing. Anyway, um, the best thing to do with narcissists, as I've always said, is to just cut off the supply. Don't feed the trolls. Never, never, ever feed the trolls. I like to play with the trolls. In my chat because I have a lot of friendly trolls. <laughs> Caitlin said, Rabbit, I just want to give you the biggest hug if there's anything you need. Yes, we do. We love you, Rabbit. Anything you need. <sighs> it's Wednesday. It's hump day. It has been a long, long week. 
I actually talked to Caitlin yesterday and I was like, oh my God, girl, how has your week been? She said, Shelly, it's only Tuesday. I said, I know. I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why does it feel like it should be the end of Friday? Because it was just in those two days, there were so many just things thrown around and thrown at everybody. It was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And I'm not even talking about our insulated little, you know, our little YouTube drama world full of prima donnas and divas that, you know, they think they're great and they're not. You know, you see those content creators and those hangers-ons all around. But they don't really, they don't affect anything. That's just local drama. Like, that's like the, you know, like watching somebody get into a fist fight on the corner. You're like, ooh, and then you're in it. And you're like, yeah, you don't care who started it. You don't care who finished it. You're just like, ooh, it's a fight. You watch and you're like, yeah, all right, that was satisfying. And you walk away. Meanwhile, those people that were in the fight are just like, what the hell? But you walk away amused. And that's, you know, that's basically what YouTube was created for, to amuse and educate. I think it was meant in the beginning just to give you a place to put your stupid videos of your kids, you know, being quirky and whatever. You're like, oh, I'll, I'm going to be a musician. Let me just tape myself badly playing the guitar and badly singing. And that, you know, that was my mother's husband, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I mean, I, I think that he did well a lot of the time. But sometimes I was like, maybe you could have practiced a little bit more before you put that on YouTube. But again, I get on here and I sing off key and I couldn't hold a tune in a bucket some days I don't care. I don't care. YouTube and Rumble and all this streaming is as much about me being happy as it is about you being happy. Hell, if I'm not entertained, what are you feeling? Like, I need to keep that energy up. And I talk on here for two to six hours straight. I have an eight o'clock show three days a week. I chose three days a week so that I did not stress my body out. Because in case you didn't know, I'm still recovering from a very close to death experience. And I could go back there anytime. Stress is not good for me. Lack of sleep is not good for me. My body can't fight. And yet, I'm always up. I'm always doing something because I have FOMO. I, I've come close to or have died so many goddamn times that I'm sometimes afraid to shut my eyes because it's like, all right, bitch, you wished for death for so many years because you were so like, I was drowning in that, that trauma pain. And I, that, that allowed me and I allowed myself to be taken advantage of over and over and over throughout my life because I didn't think I was worth anything because I held on to that trauma. I couldn't deal with it. I could not face it. And so it built and it built and it became, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in my head until it was all encompassing. And that anxiety was all I knew. That fear was all I knew. Oh, 357, you're here. He said, my head is thumping here listening to Shelly uh, Morning Rabbit. Well, okay, so... We, I have to deviate. I'm sorry. I have to deviate because 357 inspired winning reality to do something. 
which I am, I still am on the fence about, but 357, pay attention because there's two things that we're going to do. One is the winning reality thing that you inspired, which I'll get you for this. I will. I promise you. And then I'm going to play the new intro for those who are late to the game. And it's the most amazing intro I've ever seen. I love it. I just like every time I watch it, I'm like this little kid just bouncing up and down. I'm like, oh my God, that's for me. And I get so happy. Um, but this is what you inspired 357. And I hope you choke on it. This morning. <laughs> Here we go. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I can't. I can't even. You kill me. And he was just so proud to make that. And I was like, you know, you know what, Winnie? Why, why do you do these things to me? He makes me into freaking, you know, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. He, you know, like he puts me in those. And it's just like, really? Really? I'm glad you're amused, 357. I live to serve. Like, <laughs> But yes, he was like, I, I blamed Jacob Peets for it because I was so like Mushad and, you know, like Riri that morning. And this one comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, here, by the way. I was like, oh, no, you didn't. And he was like, sure did. Sure did. And I was like, oh, like, do you know what it's like to meet somebody who's not afraid of you in the slightest? Oh, it's pissing me off. Um, Lady Odom said I'm about 10 minutes behind. Girl, it's all right. You catch up. Uh, Lady Odom also said, oh, my dear rabbit. Um, oh, my dear rabbit. I hate to hear such sad news. Sending you strong, healing, loving, comforting energy. Wishing your family strength and understanding during this difficult time. See, now she says it all nice, Lady Awesome. And it took me, what, like 10 minutes to try to articulate that? Because while I'm full of emotions, I'm not that great at expressing them when they're like really, really deep emotions. Because I don't want to cause anybody else any more pain. And I've never seen gratitude in person. So I always feel like I'm not showing enough. And it can come off a little facetious because I'm, I don't know how to gauge it. My family, they're not grateful. They're a bunch of ungrateful fucks. They expect you to do things. So I don't know the appropriate response, but I'm learning. I mean, I'm almost 50 years old. I'm finally learning how to say thank you, you know, in a way that's not like crazy. Uh, rabbit, you and winning make a good team. Thank you, Rabbit. Thank you very much. I agree. I agree. We do compliment each other in all the places we should. Um. And we're both just screwed up enough to be like, yeah, no, we're good. Like, it's okay. If you're a little crazy, I'm a little crazy. You know, our crazies work together. Um, so 357, that whole Stuart Smalley thing, which, by the way, I'm really like, Gary loves calling me Stuart Little now. And I'm like, that's not the freaking character. That's a mouse. He's like, I know. Mm. <laughs> People love to get me riled up because they know I'm not going to stay mad. I just like, and then I got to retaliate and 
it's usually funny. I don't do it in a mean way. Um, but yeah, he does like to call me Stuart Little now, which is like, okay, but that's a little white mouse and I hate mice and don't do that. Like, <laughs> don't do that. 357, ha. All right, so over the last couple days, I mean, well, over the last couple, I guess, months, like I had a, I had an intro that somebody did for me. They didn't do the whole intro. They just did the little rotating animation. And then Winning had added the song to it, which just totally made the whole thing. And I was using it, but it made me feel bad every day that I used it. Because I didn't, I didn't want to use something that had so many bad memories attached to it. So I told Winning, I said, yeah, I'm not going to use that anymore. I was like, but I really, I need a new intro. I need something. And he was like, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. And I got you, I got you, I got you went like weeks long. And that's not how he operates. Usually he just like bangs them out. He's like, oh, I got this. You know, he gets on and he doesn't stop until he's done, which admirable. You do like a man who jumps in and <laughs> makes sure you finish the, yeah, the whole thing. Always nice to have a man who makes sure you finish. But he does that. He rushes ahead and he's like, I got this, I got this. Because he can't leave it in his brain. He's got to make it, you know, corporeal. He's got to make it come to life. And he wasn't doing that for this intro. And I was like, bro, I need it. Like, come on. I need intro. I need something. Like, I'm playing the freaking countdown. Like, that's not helping. And no, no, no. I got it. I got it. I got it. So I was like, he's not going to make it. I, I started looking into how can I make one? Because you know me, I'm stubborn and impatient. But it had been over a month, so I was just like, yeah. And I was like, he's busy. He's got, you know, he's got Gary, and he's got that show, and he's got, you know, all the stuff he's trying to do. And, you know, this is a very driven man. He's got a really, um, I, don't, I don't know what word I would use for his job. It's not labor-intensive. It's mind-intensive. Like, he, he's good at what he does, you know, and... It takes up a lot of his time. So he doesn't have all this energy for big, you know, projects after that. He does his clip stuff, which I love. They're hysterical. I really like it when I'm not the subject of one that, you know, <laughs> makes me look like a, you know, I, I don't even know how to describe Stuart Smalley. I really don't, except that he looks like my religion teacher, Mr. Uriarty from Sacred Heart. Because he's special and you just, you need to listen. And with the pinky up and the whole thing, like he just reminds me of him so much. Right down to that friggin' the sweater. And I guarantee like that character walked with like his butt out and like old weird. It's anyway, I digress. Hi, Amelia. How are you? Good day. So you're here just in time because I'm going to play the new intro that Winning Reality created for me. I pretty much had given up on an intro and I was having a really bad day and I was trying to sleep. And then I finally fell asleep and he was like, you there, you there, what are you doing? Are you sleeping? Are you awake? Cause now he had this thing completed. And once it's complete, you're like, where is she? Like, I need her to see it like right now, like, like right now. I didn't know he was working on it for so long. And when you see it, and trust me, I recommend you like really look at it because there's so many things hidden in this damn intro. 
Um, it's amazing. Now I know why it took him so long. And I'm so, so, so grateful and appreciative for the things that he does. And I kind of feel bad that I was like, uh, intro, you know what? Forget it. I was like, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and I could have never done this. This is well beyond my abilities. I am not creative in this way. If you wanted me to draw it somewhere, I could have done that. But to make this thing, no. And this is supposedly like all the different aspects of me, which only somebody who knows you really well can do. And just a whole bunch of in-jokes and jokes that you guys will pick up on and stuff like that. So without further ado, the new intro for me, T3, from Winning Reality and all his hard work and his evil genius. <laughs> Here it is. Jersey girl, I know that you're a Jersey girl inside. Who the fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. The family guy part at the end, the Peter Griffin at the end always kills me. <laughs> because that is totally something I say. I, I would be like, who the fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. Don't make me come over there. <laughs> oh, my God. I showed this to my kids. They loved it. My son was like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> uh, Amelia said, well done. The AI trips me out, but so well done. It's not not AI, it's face swapping. I mean, that's what he does. Um, he did this whole thing himself. It was every kind of, it was thoughtful me and you know, kicking ass me and funny me and goofy me, every kind of thing that he's encountered he put up there and it was like yep that's you and it was just it was hilarious the first time i watched it i was completely speechless absolutely speechless and i just remember saying you know that all these girls in here are like 20 i ain't 20 anymore bro like so it doesn't matter doesn't matter 
it doesn't matter. This is like this is where his surreality comes in. And this is what he's good at. He's good at saying this is what you are, even though you don't think that. And he does that for everybody. He he introduces levity where people take them too seriously. They take themselves too seriously. Or he'll highlight something in somebody's, you know, personality that maybe they don't particularly like. And he's like, no, man, celebrate that shit. Lean into it. Because it's what he does. He he accentuates the positive. And he doesn't give in to the negative. And I really, I needed that in my life. And that opened the door to a whole bunch of other people just storming in like, hey, we want to be positive too. We want to be part of this. We want to be upbeat. We don't want to put anybody down. We don't want to, you know, make anybody seem like less. We want everybody to succeed. And in that, I wound up with people like Rabbit and people like, you know, Inya and Caitlin and Shizzy and, you know, T-Rex and like everybody in my life is there because we care. We're not there to use each other up. We're not there to belittle anybody. Life is hard. You know, the the expert white rabbit. I love the white rabbit. Um, Texas Jen, you got Jen with no filter. You got my spicy, my Miami spicy. You know, you got all these people who they're amazing people individually. And when everybody comes together and we all just hang and like you got people like Valhalla and Kaiser, just there's so many different personality quirks that are added to it. It becomes this amazing heartbeat of a community. Like, I don't like to say community because it has such bad connotations. So like winning says the crowd, I call you my crew, you know, because it's whatever is more personal to each of us. You're my crew because everybody loves to make fun of the fact that I'm Italian and whatever. I, I grew up around mafiosos. I know what that kind of life looks like. I know it better than most. All the people on here who like to, oh, I, I know how to do it. No, you don't. Because you, you don't know how to shut the fuck up. That's your problem. <laughs> Like I've told you, I could talk up here for eight hours and never tell you a goddamn thing. I have mastered that art because that's what I grew up in. You could, oh, you want me to talk? I'll talk. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, you didn't want me to talk about that? Well, you need to be more specific. Yeah, like because you just said you wanted me to answer the question. You didn't say you wanted me to answer it your way. Like, no, I'm going to do it my way. And that means we're going to tell a story, motherfucker. Let's go. Like, come along for the journey or get the hell out. And I have a bunch of people in my life who enjoy telling stories, hearing stories, creating stories. I love that I have memories with just the people in my life now that they're like, no, let's go do something fun. Let's just have a stream just in the middle of the day for no freaking reason, just because we like one another and we want to talk to each other. Oh, okay. You know, there's no backbiting. There's no secrets. There's... There's always going to be conflicts because conflict happens, but that's what happens when you're a decent person. You address the conflict and you move the fuck on. You don't sit there and plot about it or whatever. And that's what these narcissists, they do. They sit and they, they go, oh, this person's trying to take this from me. Everybody's always out to get them. 
that's one of the things you'll notice. Everybody's always out to get them. Somebody's trying to take something that's theirs. And the reason why they're usually so afraid of losing their clout or losing their advantage or losing what they think is like, I guess the winning formula or whatever, not to use winning thing, but you know, like, um, cause they didn't earn it. They know they got it on false pretenses. So they know how easy it is to snatch away. And they're afraid. You know, it turns them into scared little people who are afraid that, oh my God, this is mine. This is mine. I didn't earn it, but this is mine. I have to hold on to it at all costs. That kind of thing never lasts. Those masks always slip. They always trip themselves up. And eventually they just run out of steam and they go the way of the dodo. And then the good people, the strong people, the people who band together for good. We're all still here. It doesn't matter. That's why, like, this whole thing, I refuse to get involved with this whole war thing. I hate war. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not good. But, I mean, I grew up watching things like MASH and hearing about, like, the horrible stories from World War II from my relatives that fought in it. You know, like, even World War I, like my Uncle Bernard, who just, he ate glass the rest of his life because he was so messed up mentally from the war, you know, that eating glass was what he did. Now it was like, Oh, this is what we do. I guess this is what we do. You know, you just, when, when uncle Bernard comes over, you just hide the China and you hide the good crystal. You put out like the ceramic, the crap ceramic clayware. There you go. Like here, even better as a paper, you know, paper towel. Just, or here's a face cloth. You know, you, you can eat a steak on a face towel, right? Like <laughs> you don't need a dish. Because could you imagine he just hand you back the dish and there's like a chunk broken out of the end? And you're like, what happened to that? Oh, I needed garnish. What? Like, <laughs> the stories about him. I can't. And then, of course, when when I met him, he was much, much older when I met him. He was barely mobile. But the stories, his mind might have been broken and fractured from the war. But he was sharp. He was sharp. He remembered. And he, the stories that he would tell us kids, we'd be like, oh my God, I never want to go to war. Like, <laughs> I never want to do this. And then, like, my Uncle Pat, he would tell us his stories from World War II. Um, tons and tons of people. Like, I had one cousin, Peter. He lived his entire life at the YMCA because he could not function in life. And he was a vet. He did a lot of things in the Vietnam War that he could not reconcile himself to. And he snapped. And he just couldn't deal with people. He would come see us maybe once every two, three years. Mind you, he lived in the same town as me, one square mile. But he'd hide at the YMCA. And every time I saw him, I would, you know, I was little. I'd say to him, what's wrong with him? Because he'd come in with like the long, fluffy beard. And like the whole kumbaya kind of, hey, guys, wearing like Birkenstocks and like, I don't know, some kind of weird like raglan kind of pants or whatever with some striped, really, really harsh kind of material like shirt. And I used to look and I didn't know that. OK, that's like a real hippie. Like, I did not know that's what they look like. 
And I used to always be like, I'd get upset when he'd come over because he would start out with the, hey, what's up? Like very Eeyore-ish. And then he would get like worked up and then he'd start lashing out. And he'd just start screaming about how the world did him wrong and they owe him this. And I've always been good. And I remember him as a teenager. He was a drug addict. So like, dude, you weren't as good as you think you were before you went to the war. So... <laughs> I didn't kind of expect you coming back in a better condition. We knew. Um, but the thing is, like with Peter, he had isolated himself. And I saw him go through all these emotions in like one sitting. So it's not, it's not unusual to me to sit down with somebody and you start off calm and you work through every emotion underneath the friggin' blue sky and you eventually wind up at the end where they're like, you know what? I feel better. You're like, I'm glad they walk away and you're like, oh, my God, I can't get rid of all this energy now. Like You just they throw it on you and you're just like, OK, I can take it. I can take it. I can take it. I'm not I don't believe I'm empathic. I think that word people like to adopt that word that don't feel that. And then there are those who don't make a big deal out of it, but they feel it all the time. and. I I just don't think I'm either one. I don't think I feel what other people feel. I think they give me that energy and I'm just, I'm able to hold on to it for them. And I'm able to say, okay, you don't like, you gave me this. Okay. Go away lighter. You're fine. I, I got this. I'll deal with this somehow. And it's just like, you go away and let me like go break down somewhere. So I can like expel this weird energy. Because it's not mine. But for the longest time, I did. I held on to all that energy. And it it was so much. I love to listen to other people. I love to help them, you know, work through their shit. It's just I had to learn how to let go. Because I was taking this in, taking this in, taking this in. They felt better. Meanwhile, I'm stuck in this, this mire and muck of everybody else's energy. And I had no way to get rid of it. And I eventually I had to figure it out. And this is how I get rid of it. This is how I turn that kind of energy that they leave. I incorporate it into my own thinking. I try to use it as like an alternate fuel source. And then I get my traumas out. And I'm able to connect back to what they were going through and what they said and how they dealt with it. And I'm like, if they could do it, I can do it. And that's the premise of this entire channel. It's not that I'm some wise friggin' person. I'm not. I'm dumb as a fucking lamppost half the time, especially when it comes to real life. But the genuineness comes from the emotion. I want to help. I want to be better. I want people to know they're not on their own. You know, I don't want the narcissist to win. Yes, it's a commonly used word now because it is a common fucking condition. There's a reason why they went from calling it like, you know, the cold to the common cold because it was everywhere. Didn't make it less real. That's what these people that go around going, oh, no, they're like, I don't believe that. I don't. You could not believe it all you want. You could spout your own lies. You could swallow your own bullshit day after day and live on that diet alone. It's still not going to make it true. 
You could repeat something over and over and over and over. It doesn't make it true. Does it? It might stick like that with some people, but those are usually weak-minded individuals. And I don't deal with those fucking people anyway. Like, if you're that easily swayed without any kind of evidence or anything like that, then I, no, we're good. You stay over on that side. I'm good over here. I don't wish anybody ill will, but just stay the fuck away from me. Like, that's just how it is. Like, I, I don't have time for your bullshit. Uh, so let's go back to chat since I was woefully behind. Today's a weird day. Like, I slept, so I'm full of energy. And I have loads of people in my life that make me happy. And I'm just in a really good place, but <laughs> I can't get comfortable. No matter what I do, I just can't get comfortable. And this damn chair, I just need to be two to three inches taller. That's all I need. My life would be so much simpler if I could be like two to three inches taller. That's it. But I'm not going to be, so why bitch about it? Yeah, yeah, I already hear you in my ear saying it. So, uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. uh, Inya said that's fantastic. Is that intro not amazing? Oh my God, there's so much to unpack. I've seen it at least, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 times by now. And that's only because I had to sleep in between and I had like, you know, I had fun with people and I was, you know, just hanging out, getting all my girl time in and stuff like that. Uh, Amelia said, I love it. Yep. I did. It's just, it's fantastic. And he said, I wish I knew how to do those edits. I could probably come up with the ideas, but for sure wouldn't be able to execute it. And see, that's what I've been doing lately. Like I'll be in the middle of something. And when it's just like, la la la, he's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. And we're just kind of like sharing, you know, space in case we think of stuff and we want to throw that out there. And I never did this before. And I, I'll be sitting there and I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm seeing that. And he's just like, send me the clip, send me the clip, find the clip, send me the clip. Like, let's see if we can do it. Because it's just like, good girl. Like, let's go. Like, all right. I finally, I'm training you up really well. Yes, the dog training. This. <laughs> Put the treat on my nose and I'll just wait, shall I? Until the clicker goes off. And then I'll bite you. But um, I, I did... I did make that reference one day and I think it's hilarious because it's so true. Um, Inya said, first day, start to quit smoking. <gasps> are you really? Oh, you are so brave. I tried that so many times. I've quit so many times in the last year. God. But you know, I'm no quitter. <laughs> it take a couple months where I don't do it and then it's like, all right. Um, she said, I'm getting too old and starting to feel it big time. Yeah. And you might not want to listen to me over here because I am going to light a cigarette and it just, you don't want to hear that. So, okay, wait. So let me just, I'm going to do something for you. While I do this, I am going to let you do, I'll give you this one more time. I deserve I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I only play that because it amuses the shit out of most of you. 
and I still I want to like put my head through the friggin' desk every time I see it. But Inya, if you're quitting, I only have one thing to say. Good luck. We're all counting on you. There you go. From the Pope himself. Uh, which I think it's hilarious because I'll text him and be like, ah. I'm like, you are a big part of my show today. He's like, what? Like, yeah, you sure are. Um, but no, we do wish you all the best. That's, oh God, that's so hard to do. Um, do, 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 do. Caitlin said, Inya, that's amazing. Good luck. Amelia said, wishing you the best, Inya. I haven't had a cig in about a year now, but I switched to vaping, which helped, but now I have to quit that too. Yep, there's always something. Yeah, we just, just keep filling the void, filling the void. I have been trying to fill that void my entire life. And it just, no, my soul was just a big old cavernous nothing. And then, I, then it wasn't. And now I have a lot. I have a lot to fight for. I have a lot to lose. See, that's the dangerous part. I didn't have anything to lose before. And I'd pretty much embraced my, you know, my death wish. I just accepted it and was like, you know what? All right, that's just part of who I am. Fuck it. I'll just live that life. And if death comes, so what? I didn't care. I really didn't care. So I had nothing to lose. Somebody with nothing to lose can be very dangerous. You know what's more dangerous? Somebody with something to lose. And I have a lot to lose now, which means if anybody comes for it, I'm going to defend that with everything I've got. And I will be ruthless. That's just a friendly little spidey warning out there. Don't go for people's loved ones. Don't attack their kids. Don't talk shit about their parenting, because guess what? The same can be turned around on you. And much worse, because a lot of that is documented. So, yeah. So how about we leave the kids out of it? Especially when you're just talking out of your ass and being, you know, a vindictive twat. It's like, okay. I don't like people who bring the kids into it. I really don't. I don't think that's classy in the slightest. I think it's probably the lowest thing you could do is to involve innocent people, especially kids, in it. And if you want to lower the bar, that just shows how low of a person you are. You need Jesus. I see Jesus all the time. Mm -hmm. In many of the things that I do, in many of the people I know, I see God a lot more places now than I did before. And that's... It's still weird to me that at the end of, I guess, a, a cycle of growth, I would find myself so in sync with a spiritual realm, so in sync with God, so in sync with Jesus, so ready to be like, you know what? I feel you all like, I get it. I get it. I'm listening. Just say it one more time. Because the message doesn't always get through. I'm not used to listening to that type of message. And I want to make sure that the beings that are talking to me, the 
the emotions that are coming through, the thoughts and the directives that are coming through are coming from a good place. I don't want to be tricked into thinking that, oh, this person cares and, you know, carrying out their thing, be like supporting them. And then it turns out they're a douchebag. Like, you're like, wait, but why didn't I see it? Because they didn't show that part to you. You got all the, like the happy, funny, you know, shiny bits. And that shine can, can blind you to a lot of things. It can. But once that shine's gone, you're like, wow, this is like, and anybody who's from Jersey, you're so going to get this reference. You think you're like sitting up in like Lake Opacon enjoying like the fishing and the motor, you know, like the boating sports and stuff like that. I was going to say enjoy the motor boating, but I always enjoy the motor boating, whether it's being done or me being the one doing it. But I digress. Like you're at Lake Opacon and it's gorgeous and there's no sand flies. There's no mosquitoes. Everything is perfect. And you blink. And all of a sudden you're dealing with Camden midnight you're just like damn how'd i get here <laughs> you're like oh god just let me get out before i die and that's the only thing you hold on to you're like dear god that's a narcissist like perfect plan they convince everybody of one thing and then they take you they suck all the energy out of you they suck all the good out of you they drain you of whatever talent whatever drive whatever fight you had they take all your light all your glory all your purpose and they claim it for their own because they don't have their own they don't nothing they do affects anybody in a good way ever so they have to suck up all your good energy so that they can wear it like a like a cloak so that people think they're good Look at me and all my shining, like, wonderfulness. Yeah, that shit fades. And that's where the projection comes in. Oh, my God, they're catching on to what I am. They, they're seeing me. Oh, my God, I let the mask slip. I have to flip this around. Oh, look at me. I'm wearing my cloak again. I'm okay, fine. It was their cloak. But now we're switching. Like, we're going to pretend like this person is horrible. So I'm going to call them everything in the book. And I'm going to tell you all the horrible things they did. But... FYI, huh? for those in the know, I'm the one that did them, not them. You know, that's their whole thinking. That's the narcissist way. Like, don't look at me. It's all on them. And they stick to it. And they stick to it with such believability because they believe it because they have to. I mean, if you think about it, most narcissists, if they actually cop to the pieces of shit that they were, they would never be able to face another day. They wouldn't. Because they're garbage. They're nothing. These are the type of people who they, when they were babies, their parents looked at them and was like, I don't like you and I see no use for you being here. Like you, what purpose do you serve? You're nothing. There's nothing worse than getting rejected by a parent. Been there, done that. But these are people who, unfortunately, their parents were right. Maybe they could have been good people. Maybe they still can if they give up that type of mentality. I've seen tons of people turn around. I don't think anybody is without the ability to be redeemed. I mean, I do think that's one of the things that we were given when we were created. We all have a great redemption arc. We just have to, you know, do it. Don't just say it. Do it. You have to live it. 
and I'll be coming back to this in a minute, but I don't want to neglect my chat again. Um, don't listen, in you. Uh, so wishing you the best. Amelia said, wishing you the best. And so now she's got to quit vaping too, which I think is hilarious because it always happens to me. One habit just leads into another. Quit smoking. Now I have like a sunflower seed or a freaking gum addiction. It's like I can't function without chewing gum. Uh, thank you, Caitlin. I just want to make sure the stream is healthy. Yes, it is. Uh, I lost my place. Wait. All right. And you said, thank you, Caitlin and Amelia. My husband vapes. I got some gum. And a straw because the handsome mouth is the damn worst. Girl, I mean, your husband should be on board with this. If I had a husband, I would quit smoking every day because I'd replace it with something else. I am very, very, very orally fixated. Something's always got to be in my mouth. And if you have a husband there, hello. Just think your quitting smoking will make you live longer and make him so much happier. So much happier if you do it right. Hell, girl, you might even get, like, a new car out of it. You don't know. Uh, and you said, I can't vape. I almost die and pee on myself. <laughs> okay, when you, when you start vaping, it will choke you. Because it's steam, basically. And it, it's vapor. So it hits different than smoke. It's got a different consistency. It's got a different um, thickness to it. So everybody knows when I quit smoking because I cough more because now I'm vaping and every vape I take, like every pull, I'm like, <laughs> like I'm gagging because it feels like somebody's like blowing directly into my mouth and hitting my throat. Hmm. I mean, been there, done that, but this is air. It, you know, it's air, not a dick. Don't take it so hard. Like just <laughs> and try to take it. I hate to say it because this is the only thing that works for me. Never vape from the front. Always vape from the side. Use the side of your mouth so that it's not a direct hit. And it has time to like move around your mouth before it goes down your throat. This is such a weird conversation to be having at nine o'clock in the morning. And it's not about sex. <laughs> it should be, but it's not. Uh, when you learn to vape, you... It is a different sensation. So try it from the side with smaller pulls. And in about a day, you will you should be able to work that cough right out. But beware. Like, vaping can give you tummy problems because you're sucking in a lot more air than you would normally. And it's just, it's a harder pull. Uh, so just be careful. But again, try on the side because, I've girl, I've been there. And you? <laughs> I have been there. Where you're like, oh my god, I can't, I'm, I can't stop coughing. What the hell? I had to stop a stream one day because I was like, no, I was like, I'm gonna wind up like peeing on myself, and I can't stop coughing. So, and I just, I don't. I was like, fuck it, I'm going back to cigarettes, and that's what I did. I just went right back to smoking, and I was like, okay, psychosomatic, maybe a little rationalization, maybe I don't know, but in the end, I got what I wanted, at least temporarily. Um, and you said a lot of men do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm just going to scroll, scroll. 
Lady Awesome said, hi, everybody. I finally caught up. Now I'm the one behind. About like 20 minutes. Uh, uh, Lady Awesome said, Andy Murs, I believe in you. Yes, I believe in you too. I believe that I hope you have something to hit so you don't hit your husband. Because you're going to have those little bursts of rage. Don't you love those? It's like you go into this panic because you know you have no cigarettes left and you know that you're not allowed to buy any and you're just like, you're just angry at the world. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I could go weeks, obviously, without having like one drag of a friggin' like um, blunt or whatever. But you tell me, oh, you just smoked your last cigarette. I'm, what? What time is it? Are the stores open? Can I get it delivered? Like, Because now I'm worried I'm not going to get my next nicotine hit. It's by far the worst drug I have ever come across. And the only thing that I've ever even been remotely addicted to, like cigarettes, is, you know, sex. I've always been addicted to, like, just sexual acts and stuff like that because I love them. I think they're, they're an exchange of human vulnerabilities that you can't get anywhere else. You know, that's what you build relationships with not completely on, but you build that intimacy, that intimacy through those acts most of the time. And I, I firmly believe that's why I did not have great relationships in my past because I didn't bother with the intimacy. That took time. That took me going out on a limb. And I wasn't going to do that. Like I wasn't getting burned like that. And so the relationships were all shallow. They were shallow and they were empty and they were over not fast enough in my opinion but they didn't leave any kind of impact they just i didn't care you know if you tell me oh you know i think that we're better at, as just friends and i don't want to do this and you know and you're the one that started and i just go okay that's not me pretending to be okay that's me being i'm completely fine with it because i don't have that depth of a connection like i don't have that investment i don't care you want to walk away walk away i've been different lately because i'm investing in the people who i think are worthy and the people who also invest in me you know it's always good to have people who see you for who you are and value you for that caitlin said i gotta go into work i love you shelly uh, at Rabbit, I'll reach out on Discord, hugs, and all the thoughts. Yes, Rabbit gets all the thoughts, all the love, all the hugs. And you just keep coming back, and we will keep you hopping and as happy as we can so that little girl gets her happy rabbit. Um, whatever you need, that's what we're here for. I mean that sincerely. Uh, do, 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 do. Caitlin, have fun at work. I love you too. She's so crazy. She's, we hung out yesterday, me and her, because I was like, girl, I was like, I need one-on-one. -on -one. I, cause I was feeling very overwhelmed and I was like, I just need one-on-one, -on -one, but I don't, I can't be with somebody that like, I feel the need to just constantly put myself forward and entertain, entertain. Because I don't want them to even see like a little tiny bit of sadness because I, I can't take it when certain people are sad. I just can't. Caitlin doesn't get sad like that. She gets mad. 
And she's, yeah, she's my birthday twin. And we do have so much in common. It's so funny that y'all just, you paint me one way and you paint her another way. And we look at each other like, <laughs> they're stupid. Like, like, why would they do that? Because we're very, very alike. And you just don't know it until you really get to know us. And it's that's a hard pill to swallow for most people. I love it. I think she's phenomenal. You know, I've met so many really fantastic women. God, you guys, you have no idea how you add to my life. You just, I don't tell you enough because it's its a hard thing to articulate. It's not something you could really put into words. It's, it's a feeling that I don't get around a lot of other females. You know, that's why I never had a lot of female friends. I always hung out with the dudes. You know, because I understood them. And they didn't, they didn't have expectations. They're just all immature, potty humor, kind of just re-rees. And I love that about them. I love the simple way that they just, they just do stuff. If you ask your guy, what do you think about it? And he says nothing. He's thinking about nothing. They can do that, y'all. I didn't know you could do that. I can't do it. I can have it done to me. Like there are ways to empty my head, but they require um, work. So <laughs> I'm just going to call it work. It's not really. It's actually quite fun, but that's what it requires. I have to go to a different headspace in order to empty my head of all the things that are driving me crazy all day long. I need that, that reset. And you know, I, I didn't have that for the longest time because there was nobody in my life strong enough to go up against me, especially when I'm on a tear. I don't respect anybody that much. I don't trust anybody that much. And I figured that was going to be my life. It was just going to be me, open mouth, switch feet. Like that was all it was ever going to be. Just me barking, barking, barking at every shadow coming at me. And it doesn't have to be like that. I've, I've learned recently, I don't have to bark at the shadows. I could just let them be and ignore them. They're fucking shadows. They ain't doing shit. Completely ineffectual. They're there to give this illusion of power to scare you. But they don't scare me. There's no power there. I have personal power. Because I know who I am and I know what I'm worth. So they could throw whatever they want at it and it's not going to stick. It's just not. I feel bad for those that keep trying to throw the spaghetti though because it's pathetic. Projection at its finest. Oh no. Like, if you know what? If you're going to say that, why don't you, you're pointing a finger. Why don't you point three more back at yourself? Like, that's one of those typical like grade school kind of things. Like I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Like that's the equivalent. That's the equivalent of that. It's I have no empirical data. I have no proof. I have nothing but my emotions and my perspective and I'm going to throw them at you. And it's like, and I'm standing there going, what? How old are you? Like, <laughs> I can't deal with this. I'm out. Like, fuck it. I don't care. And you could just sit there yelling at yourself all goddamn day long. Have fun with it. Beat yourself up. Go masturbate in a corner. Be hairy-handed Harry. There you go. Uh, Reverend said, have a good day at work, Caitlin. Don't kill anybody. That was, The second part was from me. 
Uh, everybody said, Caitlin, have a good day. That's Inya. And let's see. Inya said, I have a straw and nicotine gum, so I'm good. That nicotine gum, I could not. I couldn't. I just... <laughs> it was so gross. It was so gross. I actually, I had a... I used to use, like, the Trident, um, the little chiclets that they had. I'd have, like, that big jar of them. And I just, two every hour, just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. So I was always chewing gum. And my teeth were not happy about it. They are just like, bitch, can we stop with all this sugar? It's sugar-free. No, there's still some kind of sugar in there. Like, I taste sweet. So obviously there's something. But yeah, the nicotine gum was the worst for me. It's followed very closely behind by the damn patches. Oh, my God. Just put the patch on. You'll feel so much better. At some point, I want to like take the patch off, squeeze the juice into a giant cup of coffee and vodka and be like, okay, now I have a cocktail. Now I can get on with my day. But no, it doesn't happen like that. And of course, there's adhesive on there and a lot of them have latex and I didn't know I was allergic to it. So I can't use them. So no patches for this girl. No, no. No patches. I don't like the gum. So it's basically cold turkey or nothing. And that's why I started with the the vaping, the nicotine. And I like it. I like the flavors. But it's just, it's it's not the same. It just takes you, what, 10 days before you can, like, break that habit and start a new one? I'm looking for my remote, guys, because it suddenly got really, really warm in here. There we go. The temperature outside is crazy. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. It's damp, it's dry. It's like whatever. It's like a premenopausal bitch. Uh, Inya said, love, love rackets. I swear he has the funniest moments on the internet. Oh, yeah. I mean, Nick just lets shit fly. He don't give a fuck. And he's just like that in person. He he holds nothing back. In fact, I think he's harsher. <laughs> he's harsher one on one than he is on on screen. I mean, but I love him to death. He's he's somebody that I actually have come to um value in my life. He's and I don't care what he has to offer me. I'm there for him. He's offered many, many times to help me out and you know, come on, I'll come on your you know channel. We'll have a good time. You know, everybody will see, you know, they'll see me out there. They'll know you're great. No, dude, I want to do it on my own. And I think he he's like, he respects it, but he's also like, don't be stupid. Like, let me help. And as much as I appreciate it, I'm like, no, like, I'm good. I want to do this on my own. I need something, an achievement to be proud of. And I need something to work toward. Because I could easily up my sub count just by, you know, saying, hey, Nick, I need da 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 da. You got it. And that's it. It's always been that way. But I don't use people like that. I know it's YouTube and everything, but I, I don't do that. And he knows that. I never, it was always about his friendship. It was never about his influence. I don't give a fuck if he has one follower, if he has a million. I really don't care. Nick's my dude. He's going to misstep. He's going to fuck up. He's going to say the wrong thing. He's going to drink too much. He's going to say too much. He's going to piss a lot of people off. Don't care. 
don't care. I love him and he's my friend and I'm his friend. And I'm very, very loyal to him. That doesn't mean I'm going to block anybody out who's against him. I mean, I'll say hi to you. I'll be nice because I don't, that's not my business. I'm not getting in it. But when push comes to shove, my loyalty is always going to be with my chromie homie. I hate to say it. Because he's changed my life. He did. He changed my life. He gave me a direction that I didn't know existed. I was still locked into my little Hoboken world. And he got me out there. He got me to, to actually say, you know what? Like, I, I can do other things. God, why am I such a chicken shit? Like, he was the one that said, get off your ass and just do it. Just do it. Like, I don't care that you're scared. What, what can go wrong? You're going to fail. You're going to fail a lot in life. Get up and do it. If you don't try it, you can't fail it, but you can't succeed at it either. So don't be stupid. Like, get up and just go do it. If you feel the need to talk, talk. Get up, get that damn microphone, and just open your mouth and go. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about, is somebody going to like me? There's always going to be somebody who hates you. <laughs> There's always going to be somebody who's against you. You just, you can't give in to those people. You got to know that there's, for every 10 that hate you, there are two who need you. Not that they like you. They need you. You're making a difference whether they or you know it or not. That's what I wake up for every day. That's what I push for in my personal life and on here. And I've been blessed with wonderful people. You know, I have Nick. I have Jessica. I have T-Rex. I have Lady Awesome. I have Caitlin. I have Rabbit. I have Inya. I have all my girls. I have all the big dudes, you know, Valhalla, who I love to be like, you fine, motherfucker. He's like, thank you. Love you, babes. You know, but it's a game that we play. And some people are like, oh, they're so fake. It's not fake. It's playfulness. Uh, the people in my life are people I enjoy. I don't want to wear them down. I don't want to push them out. I don't, I don't want to keep myself separate from them. I want to be goofy with them. I want to be able to, you know, be myself. I want them to be themselves. And we're all going to ride that roller coaster because sometimes you're up here and everybody else is down here. And sometimes you see everybody else has risen up to here and you're still down here. And it gets like, <laughs> but that's the thing. We pull each other along. Ups and downs, we do them together. And that's how it should be. Our successes are our own, but we always try to share in the success. You know, we try to help somebody with it. I don't want to be that selfish person. There are some things I'm going to be selfish with. Like if something's mine and you touch it, I'll stab you with a fork. I don't really care. Don't touch what's mine. Don't do it. I don't share there. Mm -mm. And it's the same thing. I expect the same kind of treatment. Like if somebody comes for me and I belong to somebody else, you better tell them, nope, that belongs to me. Fuck off. Because sometimes people aren't knowing. Um... I don't know, like, it's, Jacob, I didn't even see you sneak in there. How'd you sneak in there? That's because I'm not up to it yet. This is how far behind I am in, in chat. All right, I'm just going to knock the chat out. So here we go. 
Uh, T-Rex, good morning. Good morning, honey. Oh, I'm so happy. Lady Olsen said, oh, geez, just now sitting down trying to enjoy. I'm already over today. <laughs> it's 8 a.m. and I'm already worn out. Is it nap time yet? Girl, I've been there for days. I feel you. I feel you. And it was always like, all right, let me rally all this energy so I could do this for this person and then show up. And that person's like, yeah, no, I don't feel like doing that today. You're like, no, no, no. I rallied. You rallied. Let's go. Like, this is not how this shit works. Like, you got, you got to get with it. Um, Lady said, okay, I'm going to stop. Stop OV. I can't type. I'm going to stop OV. I can't type. Girl, say whatever you want. I don't care. You know that. Uh, Good morning from T-Rex. Hey, Shelly, I walked in right at the exact moment. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lady Awesome. Uh, I hope nap time is glorious. Her nap time must be glorious. Because when you have twins, you're just hoping for a little peace. Just a little bit. Ah. (laughs) Like, Like, let me get my coffee. Let me get my, you know, my smokes. Go outside, have quiet, you know, touch grass, commune with nature, and let these kids sleep an extra 15 minutes, please. Just I'm just begging you for 15 minutes. I remember those days so well. Uh, uh, And you said, caught the last of your life, but I was a zombie. Of which life? Because see, now I'm way behind. I'm like 25 minutes behind. I don't. So we're just going to roll along until I figure out what that was about. Uh, the countdown to nap has started. Do do do. I don't know why I capitalized that. Okay, <laughs> we'll be taking nap earlier than normal today, and we will then, when they get up, and it's not even noon yet, that'll be a problem later. Well, because now you have to switch to the nights are getting darker quicker, right? So now you're gonna have to switch all their sleep times around. It's like that's such a pain in the ass. Uh, hey, Lady Autumn, thanks for stopping by my drive earlier. Oh, oh, you were going. You, I missed it. Or maybe I didn't. I seem to recall stopping in on one of your streams in the last, like, I don't know, maybe 12 hours and hitting the like. I know you tried talking to me last night and it woke me up and I was a little irritated because I didn't turn the phone off. Um, I didn't put it on silent, which I always do. I was pissed at you. It was pissed at me for not remembering. And I looked at it and I had like seven Discord messages. And I was like, any of them look like emergency? No, no, not emergency, not emergency. And that was it. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Going right back to sleep. Because I couldn't keep my eyes open. I was literally sitting here just losing consciousness. Jacob Pete's my Jacob. Where's my other Jacob? I like having both of you here. So I can call you my Jacobs. My Jakeys. Uh... Well, that doesn't sound terrible. Well, you know. Morning, Inya. Good morning, Shell. How are you this fine day? Because we don't say that word. I am wonderful. Jacob, I am wonderful. And I will be playing you the reason why I'm wonderful in a minute. Uh, Lady Awesome said, vaping triggers my migraine, so it's a nope to vaping for me. You know, it depends on what type of vapes I use. If I use the oil-based ones, oh my God, the headaches are horrible. Oh, I I can't. The next day, it feels like 
it feels like somebody replaced my forehead with like a xylophone. And all they're doing all day is that bing, 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 like just as all just hammering away on the different notes. Everything hurts. And it's just so blunt. There's no like softness to it at all. But the the regular like mist vapes, the flavored ones and stuff like that, they don't they don't bother me at all. I don't get a headache. I get that choking sensation in the beginning because they they actually tickle when they hit your throat, which is not a good thing because then you tend to try to like cough it out and it just doesn't work. But yeah, any kind of the oil ones, as much as I like the resin and stuff like that, I do get really bad headaches from them. Really bad headaches. Even to the point where my eyes just hurt constantly if I do that kind of vape. I have them and I transfer them. Like I'll break them open and like take the oil out and consolidate it into one place because they're usually the same strains. And then I'll just use that, you know, to go through or I'll cook that up and I'll put that in like a tincture or whatever. I'll make it so that I don't have to have it the way it is. Um, But yeah, the steam, the steam vapes are much better for me. Um, The vapor vapes, not the oil based. Because water-based, not oil-based, or is, could be glycerin-based. I don't know. I really don't know what they're made of, which is I means I probably should not be vaping them. But I've put so many bad things into my body over the years that a little oil ain't going to fucking bother me. And that includes people. They're just people who did not deserve to be a part of me, and I let them, and now fuck them all. Jacob said, T-Rex, howdy, brother. Every time you say that to him, I hear the Carlin brothers. Hey, brother. (laughs) Don't copyright me. I'm just mimicking. I am paying homage. Fuck you, Carlin brothers. But I mean, whenever they say that, when you say hi to, when Jacob Pete says hi to T-Rex like that, that's what I always think. I always hear, howdy, brother. (laughs) It's just like, and then of course I think of Emmett Otter and his jug band Christmas, and I don't know why my mind makes that leap, but there it goes. That's just me being me. Inya said those started yesterday, and I hadn't even quit. Yeah, but that's that's the anticipating, that's the anticipatory migraine. <laughs> it's like when you know you're going on a diet. And you try to like get all the cravings out of your system from the beginning. And people are looking at you going, you wouldn't need to diet if you cut all that shit out to begin with. Like just change your diet. You don't have to starve. And you laugh because you're like, no, but I like these things. Yes, but they're killing you. But I like them. The problem is all the bad stuff in the world. Anything that's bad for you is fucking phenomenal. Isn't it? Like... Why couldn't they make broccoli taste like cheesecake? Why? Why? Why not? Why is it when you do exercises, your muscles hurt? Why can't you have an orgasm every for every 15 minutes of exercise? Now, there's a reward system I can get behind and in front of and on top of and underneath. But that's something that I can invest in. Like 15 minutes and orgasm, we're good to go. I'll exercise one motherfucking day. I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> You want to feed me organic meat? Feed go ahead. I know what meat I want. Let's go. But these are, you know, I have a different reward system in my life. 
if I can implement that, I oh my God, the things I could do, Lord. See, with me, it's all about motivation. <laughs> I have to have the right incentive to do the, the difficult things. Uh, so if you said, oh, I'm not stopping weeds. You, you can pry that from my cold dead hands. <laughs> I was going to. And then I was like, oh, I'll only do it like just to go to sleep. And then I was like, wait a minute. I took away all these pain meds. I took away all my crazy anxiety meds. I took all my, you know, antidepressants away. And I'm going to take away the weed. Do I want to? I'm going to wind up on a bell tower, like taking people out. And I was just like, no, I got to like, I'll keep the weed for now. I'll try to do more edibles. And then I did something where I switched weeds. So I switched from, I got rid of all the Indicas, all of them. And I, I told the dealer, I was like, listen, I was like, you've known me a long time. I need this to happen. And he's like, girl, I got you. Like, I'll find you something. Just I just need a couple days. I will find you what you need. And he sure did medical grade. And it does work. I don't do it all day long. Like if I wake up and I'm, I have a headache, I'll take two pulls. That's it. Just two small pulls. And the headache goes away. And like, I'm more clear headed. And I'm awake and I'm not worried about what I'm going to say because I'm not in a, in a negative place. I'm in a good mood. If I'm in a good mood, I'm not going to go slamming anybody, but I'm able to manage my pain a lot better. And I didn't realize how much pain I still had because all the damn pills they had me on. Now that I don't have any of that in my system, I'm like, oh my God, this still hurts. And that's like, I'm like, no wonder why I'm not getting better the way I think I should. Because they were masking the symptoms. So I didn't know that the condition still existed because I didn't feel the symptoms. You know, if you can't see it and you can't feel it, what am I supposed to do? Prove it's not there? Like, how do I negatively reverse prove something? I don't, I don't get that. So I needed to feel certain things to know that I needed to address them. But I don't want to be a zombie. I don't want to take things that make me breathe even less than I did before. Like I need more oxygen, not less. Uh, T-Rex said, mm. so I'm so mad. I'll talk about it once it's figured out. 30 fucking minutes on hold. I, okay. Uh, T-Rex, hope you get a resolve soon, man. That shit's frustrating. Woosa, T-Rex, woosa. Just breathe in, breathe out. That's the woosa. T-Rex, it's not even the 30 minutes on hold. It's what's led me to have to make this phone call that's most frustrating. And the absolute most frustrating part is this is my part. I mean, I could go up against you, Shelly. I just lose you as a friend. If I match your energy when you're pissy, let me tell you something. You're not exactly the most lovable person when you're in your mood. Okay. You're not. So let's not focus on me being pissy because <laughs> everybody loves to point out my bad moods. Y'all aren't buckets of fucking sunshine either. I hate to tell you. And the one that you take it out on usually is me. So if I give it back to you later on, you earned it. 
and I'll always apologize if I uh, really come out of my face and I'm like, I was really tired or I was really this. I'm not making excuses. I'm saying this is why I was like that. And I'm really sorry that I let it get to that point. And I'm really sorry that I lost control or whatever, because I don't want to hurt anybody. But shit happens. I'm human. You don't like it. Fuck off. Go talk to a mannequin if you want somebody who's just going to sit there and be quiet all the fucking time. But I suggest you get one with like cyber skin or else you're going to chip something. Just saying, like if you can't deal with like humans, not you, T-Rex, I'm talking in general. Like, if you can't deal with human emotions, then go find yourself a mannequin and settle down and do you, boo-boo. Do you. Uh, morning, nerd. Good morning, morning, morning. See, I'm only nine minutes behind, so here we go. And you said kids these days are taking those uh, the Xanaxes and putting them in vodka. I know, I know, I know. I never played with medicine like that. Like, I, I I knew what medicine I could fuck around with when I was little. Aspirin, Motrin, whatever. You know, and of course the Motrin I used for other things. But I knew what the effects were going to be. These kids have no clue. Oh, well, my friend told... Oh, your friend told you that was going to be the outcome. Good, I'm glad. He's a fucking genius. Let's, yeah. Does he still eat, like, his own boogers? Because that's disgusting. Let's trust him. Yeah. I just made myself sick. Blech. Anyway. Um, <coughs> oh. Yep, time to change the subject. Uh, in your mirrors, I saw that it makes me want to vomit thinking about it. Well, maybe I won't change the subject because it went right back. <laughs> Literally in one line. What? Like, no, bitch, no redirection. We're going to stay here and see it through. And you said, I saw a short about it and facepalm for real. Mm-hmm. Linda Donalds, hello, hello. You're coming over from Facebook saying, yes. How are you doing? I don't think I've had somebody like chime in from Facebook in the longest time. It has to be like at least a year. It's so funny. Um, Outpost Nerd, but welcome. This is a wonderful place to be. These are fantastic people. You know, get to know them. They're great. I love my chat. Chat is good. Chat is live. Chat knows all. Chat is wise. Oh my God, I just married my chat. Chat is wise and knows all. I love chat. Outpost. Nick used his platform to help more than more than just other YouTubers. Oh yeah, he does. He uses his platform to get messages out there without seeming like he's getting messages out there. Because he likes to pretend like he's not a great guy. He's like, yeah, I'm a big piece of shit. I'm an asshole. I'm a douchebag. I'm a narcissist. Shut up. Like, <laughs> Just shut up. Narcissists don't go around saying, I'm a narcissist. No, stupid. Like, sit down and shut up and have a cookie, Nick. You're a good man and you're a good egg, and I will kick your ass if you talk about my friend again. Uh, so, T-Rex, fuck. My appointment time is now tomorrow. I fucked up. I thought my appointment time was 8 o'clock, but it was 7 o'clock. Got here at 7.30, spent 50 minutes walking. One third mile round this damn complex with nine different shipping and reviving offices. Then the last damn door was the one I was supposed to go to, of course. And they turned me away for being late. Oh, shit. I am so sorry. Oh, my goodness. KNP sounds good. I'm about to exercise all day. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Go ahead. <laughs> 
to people who care about themselves, making them envious is a huge sign that you're doing something right. Absolutely. Absolutely. To people who only care about themselves. That's the thing. Living well, and this comes from, you know, my my source of, you know, most of the things that go, no, no, stupid, you think it wrong here. Think this. Chew on that for a while and then let me know. I like having somebody in my life that doesn't tell me what to think, but they give me things and go, yeah, go ahead, go chew on it. I know you need, you need time. And then we'll, we'll talk about it when you've like processed it because I do need that time. I don't react well in the moment ever because my head is coming at it from so many different ways. I have to sift through those and see which ones are actually real and which ones are just my fear driving the car. So it's just like, okay, I I didn't need a minute. And then I can break it down and compartmentalize and put it away. And I might still be hurt, but I'm not really that angry. And I'm not in a vindictive place. And I'm not feeling like, all right, burn it all down. I'm just like, just live and let live. Just move on. Just go be happy. Just go be happy somewhere. Uh, and that's what this person taught me. Living well is the best revenge on anybody. And everybody around you benefits. You know, when I'm happy, the people around me are generally in a happier mood. You know, they're more energized. They're more, okay, I can do this, like whatever. And they don't even know it. They just, they ride that vibe. So if I'm really, really low, I feel terrible because I know how many people are going to come down there and join me. Not because they want to be low, but that they don't want me to be by myself. They want to understand. You know, they want to pull me back up and it gets easier to get out of that rut. When you have people in the rut with you and you don't want them there, you're like, no, this is this was my doing. I chose this and you know, they're not going to leave you. So you got to get up and get out of it yourself if you're going to, you know, save them at all. <laughs> That's what I enjoy having in my life. The fact that people are like, no, see, if you're going to do this, we're going to do it, too. You don't want us to do it, but you're willing to do it to yourself? Really? What kind of logic does that make? It doesn't. You're being unreasonable. You're being irrational. And that's the kind of shit that I need to face on a day, you know, on a daily, on a daily basis. Because I don't do that normally. I'm so busy with the next thought, the next thing, that I just pack it away and I don't deal with it. And then when it bubbles up to the surface, I, I'm overwhelmed. And it seems like I'm crazy and it seems like I'm angry and I'm not. I'm just overwhelmed. My boss once told me, Marty was like, oh, if you say you're overwhelmed, it means you can't handle it. You're not allowed to use that word, Shell. I was like, what do you mean I'm not allowed? I'm not allowed to be overwhelmed? Fuck you. What am I, Superman? Like, no, even he had a friggin' weakness. It's okay to break down once in a while. Just remember to get the fuck back up. You know, and if people come down there with you and they're like, okay, you know, I feel you, I understand. Be like, that's great and I love you and how about we all get out of this fucking dive together and you just help each other up because nobody wants to be in, in the gutter. Nobody wants to live underneath a rock. You want to be part of the world. You want to contribute, but on your own terms. Sometimes I can only contribute five minutes of socialization a day. And be comfortable with it. 
some days I have nothing but socialization energy to go around. You know, like, I'm just like, I just want to talk to everybody. And that's, you know, like, that's the day that 9 million DMs will go out. And then when people start answering them, the energy has changed. And I'm like, like, I can't answer all these. Why did I do this to myself? But it's because I needed it in the moment. And it's okay. You know, do what you need to do. But remember, there are consequences. Uh, T-Rex, thank you for the super chat. He said, it's $10 super chat. Y'all heard her group me in with the girls, right? Jessica T-Rex, Caitlin, it's not about gender. It was about, like, that. shut up, T-Rex. It was about, like, when I met y'all. Like, when everybody, like, all their little groups and when they come together. When I Just shut up. And the big guys, like, Valhalla. And I don't know if she meant to, but it came off that way. No, it's... Uh. So, like, all of you had your own little groups before, and it was, you know, like, that's how I group you. I group you based on, you know, I don't know, like, not subject matter, like, I guess the periods of time where I met you all. Like, I didn't, I met Valhalla at the same time as I met a couple other people, but he wasn't part of, like, one group or another so he was more in like the fringes where I got to see him and experience him and enjoy him, but he didn't really know me and I didn't really know him. Whereas like with you and Caitlin and Jessica, you all were over here and I got to know you and you got to know me, but we were like in it. We were war buddies. Valhalla's like, he's the guy on the side that I'm like, dude, can you like, can you get this? And yeah, Okay. All right. Bye. It's all hand signals and, you know, passing each other by and just being like, dude, what's up? You know, like it's an acknowledgement. It's a, you know, I know we're going to like get to one, know one another, but it's not the right time yet. So it's just like, okay, like, but keep seeing me. So we're more familiar each time. Whereas with Jessica and you and Caitlin, it was war buddy time in the trenches, you know, like that's how we had our trauma bonds. I don't have a trauma bond with Valhalla. My trauma bonds are with like you and Jessica and Caitlin and winning. And like, that's how I group you. I group you in my experiences. You know, it's just whatever. Shut up, T-Rex. I'm just, I'm not, you just hush and bless your heart. Bless your heart. You're just so special sometimes. But no, I didn't mean to group you in with the girls. If you took it that way, well, then that's on you. I can only, you know, say something some way. How you receive it, that's that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> but I hope that clarified. I do not group you with the girls, dear God. Uh, Jacob Peace, a T-Rex. If it makes you feel any better, last week I basically spent an eight-hour workday to get a $5,000 discount on my medical insurance annual premium that's over 12 Gs. Not sure if it was worth it yet. Oh, a $500 discount. I thought you said $5,000. I was like, why wouldn't it be? Um, $500 discount on your medical insurance? On your premium? I mean, depending on how often you get sick, $500 would make a huge difference. I mean, there are people who never reach the $500 deductible because they just don't go to the doctor. 
So every time they're out of pocket, out of pocket, out of pocket. Okay, I'm almost at my 500. Ah, look, it's a new fiscal year. Sorry, restart. Like, it's just, it sucks. And then there are some people who are like, oh, $12,000 premium? That's nothing. I easily go under the knife like three, four times a year. So they're used to like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of bills in medical areas. I don't even like buying my Tylenol myself. I really don't. Because I'm like, dude, why am I paying so much for like a pill that's probably killing me and I don't even know it? T-Rex said, so they reschedule for tomorrow at nine o'clock, but I got a service failure. But you can fight that, can't you? Because that's some bullshit. Um, Jacob said, I'm sorry, brother. So what, you got to stick around the area for an extra day? Mm. Lady said, did you just ding the tune to Mr. Salmon? Ooh, I don't know. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> did you just ding? Ding the tune? Did I sing the tune? Who sang the tune? Mr. Salmon, yes. Bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. And tell him that his lonely nights are over. Yeah, I I could sing it now. I don't think I sang it then, though. Unless you're seeing the future. Which, with you, you're awesome. I don't put it past you. Uh KNP, humans are interesting creatures indeed and a tough pill to swallow for most. How do narcissists treat their younger siblings? I'd imagine as someone with no boundaries, impulsive and reckless, it gets pretty odd. Um, of course, it depends on their orientation, but yeah, it could be strange. I mean, a, a lot of things depend on perspective and whatever. Like, I'm sorry, every narcissist I've known they always treated their like their older siblings as like these um goody two shoes like oh well you get to do this because you're mom's favorite you're this like they always have something against the older sibling and then the younger siblings they tend to just kind of like brush them off brush them off oh i don't have time for you i don't have time and then if that one like if something happens to them then they're like i don't want to talk about it i don't want to do this because they have guilt because they should have taken care of that person and they didn't because they were selfish. And that's pretty much the only guilt I think they feel. And then they just turn that off too. Um, I've seen narcissists actively turn off their emotions so that they don't have to face the things that they've done. And the only emotion they have left is, you know, anger. But they don't show it as anger. They, they morph it into all these different things. And they bastardize um, other emotions. It's like taking love and dunking it in like an oil slick. It's never going to be the same no matter how much you put it through. Now you've tarnished it for that person. <laughs> and it's going to take something or someone absolutely extraordinary to wipe that away. To overcome that. Mm. Jacob said, was that a saving private, saving private Ryan reference I caught there? KMP said, um, hello. Up in the bell tower, that is. I always talk about the bell tower. 
And even right down to Buffy. You know, like Buffy had the episode where Jonathan was going to take out the school from a bell tower. You know, it was just like, all right, that's that's how he was feeling. He was in his fifis. All right, I need to drink something because I'm. Oh, I know why I'm I'm getting that damn tickle. It's the same time every day, every day. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Hold it in. <laughs> Listen, lady, I am so grateful that you were just there when I was doing my playlist on my on my Discord server. Because <laughs> I was just in my feelings and I was throwing things out and I was like, you know, I don't want to talk about it, but here's a breadcrumb and here's a breadcrumb and here's a breadcrumb. And I was just like, why am I doing this? And then I looked up and I see you laughing and I see like you're hard. I was like, oh, good. I'm not by myself. <laughs> it's like I'm not just doing this into the void. Um, but I thank you for that because I needed it. I did. I did need that. I needed somebody to be like, girl, what are you doing? All right. I'm here for it. Uh, KMP, I know all about narcissists now. I just make a habit of getting fresh air. That's, that's very good to always try to circulate for better, uh, better air quality. Uh, they just better not get too close. We know they always want to know what's going on underneath. And I'm talking orientations. Yeah, men get uncomfortable too. I mean, everybody gets uncomfortable. It's... Wait. Jacob, I'll get to you in one second. Things get uncomfortable, especially with narcissists, because they tend to put you in a place where you either have to fight like they fight or you have to walk away and be like, you know what? Let people think what they want to think. I'm just going to, I'm going to keep myself silent and walk away and fuck all this. That's really, really hard to do because you know that people are working behind the scenes to destroy you and you either got to get ahead of them and combat them the way they come at you or you got to let it go. And I've chosen time and time again to just let it go. Like, I don't want the conflict. I want peace. I want everybody to go away. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. And when I am happy, I don't want to think somebody's trying to come for that. Because that's going to put me in a very not good place for you. Like, if you make me feel threatened, if you're threatening my happiness and my happiness happens to be also the happiness of someone else that I care about, you are fucked. Do not come after somebody I love. Don't do it. Because you get a whole different beast. Because I no longer give a shit. I will throw myself on that grenade every goddamn time to save somebody I love. But that's why you need people in your life who are also going to tell you not everything's a grenade. It's okay. Just let it go. It's a little, it's a little cherry bomb. Let it go off and just ignore it. Okay. Jacob said, not Xanax shell, Zin. It's basically a pouch of pure nicotine to help quit dipping. Dipping. Been there, done that. I don't know none of that crap. So, I mean, don't... <laughs> you have to come out with the definition first, Jacob. Because I don't know none of that shit. 
Dipping, I think, is disgusting. Ugh. My friend Greg used to do that, and he'd sit there with his friggin' container, and we'd just be driving along, and all the time, all you hear is the... As he spit out into this damn thing, and I'm like, that is so gross. I hate it. Oh, my God. It turns my stomach. It really does. I hate Shaw. Hate it. And Christine started doing that. And she was like, yeah, I have a pouch and everything in my mouth. And I'm like, you you bitch at me for smoking cigarettes, yet you'll put that absolute garbage in your mouth. Let it change your mouth, change your teeth, change your gums, change everything. You're swallowing that friggin' disgusting nicotine spit, even though you're trying to spit it out. Now, you know some of it gets down in there. You wind up with stomach problems and digestion problems. and But yet, me lighting up a cigarette and smoking, that's offensive to you. Shut up. Like, her and I used to get into so many arguments about it. Just be like, I could quit at any time. Really? Go ahead. Do it. Show me. Show me. Go one week. That's it. Just one week. Nope. She couldn't because she turned into such a raving bitch. Lord. And I was like, see, I could never. I. Mm -mm. I don't like it. And I am very much a person who loves to kiss. So I can take care of like nicotine with gum or whatever, but not if you're a chewer that there's always going to be some of that there. And I've already, I kissed somebody once who didn't get rid of all that taste out of their mouth. And I threw up, I didn't throw up in their mouth. Obviously I pushed them away and I threw up all over the floor, but it was just, it was such a like slam my senses because I was in it like oh we're kissing whatever I was focused and when that is what hits you it's disgusting I'm not trying to shame anybody it's just my experience I instantly vomited because I was like no I just no I just no Listen, I'm very 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 picky about the things that go in my mouth believe it or not if you talk to my exes, they'll be the first ones to tell you she wouldn't do shit with me. Nope, because you didn't deserve it. And I just didn't like the look of your dick. How about that? I know it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, but fuck it. I didn't I didn't like your dick. It wasn't pretty enough. And I didn't want to play with it. That's it. You know, if I don't like you as a person, I'm not gonna like your dick. I hate to tell you. For me, the two are very much connected. I joke about, oh, I forget there's a guy attached. No, I don't forget. Because I'm not getting lost in that whole pleasure dome thing over there if I don't like the person. If I don't like you, you're going to get bare minimum if you even get a hello, let alone fucking if you get sex. You ain't getting ass if I don't even like you. But, yeah, no. It's, it's a thing. I know. I know. But I would never have to smoke if I had that living in the house. <laughs> oh, so many things would have been different if I had just married the right dick. Ooh. It's a shame. Uh, do, 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 do. T-Rex. Maybe look at it like the universe is giving me a day off to rest. You know, a free day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Try not to. Don't be down on yourself. You know. Everything is a teachable moment. It's a learning moment. I know it's a pain in the ass, and I'm sorry, but you can't change it, right? 
tell you, you might as well just learn from it and see if you can get out of it later. See if there's something you could do to like get that taken out of your file or whatever. In the end, nobody's really going to give a shit. All these things that people, oh, your evaluation, fuck my evaluation. All my evaluations sing my goddamn praises and they all start with the same sentence. Shelly has a very strong personality. <laughs> Everyone, every goddamn one of them, because the sign is the question always is what what do you find most remarkable about this employee? And they all say Shelly has a very strong personality. The first time like the teacher wrote that down, I looked at her, I said, What are you trying to say? And she was like, You do have a very strong personality. I was like, I don't know how to take that. She was like, take it well. I was like, because without you, I wouldn't be able to do this. She was like, it would, I would be crazy. She was like, it takes somebody with a big personality to juggle as many things as you do and not go crazy and not take it out on the kids and always find your patience. For those kids, I never ran out of patience. Never. I'll run out of patience for my own kids. Like, but those, the kids in school, never. Mm -mm. and the worse the kid was the more I was like come come by me come on it's okay because I can take it I can take the attitude I can take the bad behavior because I just look at them like really with me and they just they instantly they're like oh shit no wrong bitch like <laughs> let me rethink my behavior and I'll tell them, you need to readjust your attitude because you're not dealing with the same person. You're dealing with me. Readjust. And they'll take a minute and be like, oh, no, Miss Peterson, you know, Miss Shelley, Miss Michelle. Because they all had different names for me. Every year I had a different name, depending on what the Board of Ed felt we felt looked professional. They would change the way we were addressed, which I always thought was stupid. I'd just be like, you know what, whatever. We even had like teacher O, stop. Oh, I'm teacher. Oh, I use they, them. No, you don't. You're ugly. You're a transgender and I can't stand you. Get out of my classroom. Leave my kids alone. Don't be asking my four-year-old in the corner here if it's a he, she, it, them kind of scenario. No, just stop. Just, just go fuck away. Leave my kids alone. Um, KMP. Closet narcissists are especially the worst they're the ones forcing themselves based on their closet orientations. Just got to be careful. Uh, for sure, always be doing something. Don't be idle. It gets odd being idle with a closet narcissist. I mean, you're talking about closet narcissists. You're talking about sexual orientation because I don't know that I've had to deal with that much. Um, I'm going to get back to that one second KMP. Another $10 super chat from T-Rex. Thank you very much. He said, love you, Shelly. And I love you too, T-Rex. I would never try to hurt you intentionally or whatever. But sometimes you need points hammered home in a way that they're not going to just slide off your back like water off a duck. Like, you really need like to feel it. And I've done that. And I hate doing that to you. But then eventually you'll give it like a couple hours and you'll come back and go, okay, like, <laughs> all right. I get where you were saying. You don't like the fact that I said it, but it needed to be said. 
And as long as it's coming from somebody like me who doesn't want you hurt, who only wants you better and for you to be happy and succeed and not get taken advantage of by these freaking bitches out here. I think it's okay. I think you can take it because you can always come back and say, you know, that was really hurtful. And if I think that, you know, it was hurtful, maybe it was, I'll apologize for it. I didn't mean for it to hurt you. And now that it did, why let it go to waste? Do something about it. Like Use that pain to change. Lady Awesome, you sang ding, 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 ding. And all I heard was Mr. Sammy. Oh, God. <laughs> Usually if I sing ding, 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 everybody's like, oh, look, it's the spirit of St. Louis. No, was it? Meet me in St. Louis. One is a plane. The other was a steamboat. <laughs> Sorry, I'm mixing up my my history. But yeah, if I go ding, 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 it's like they always think like clang, 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 clang with the trolley, ding, ding, ding with the bell. Uh, later, all got to run into town. You got to run into town. What? Don't you have work or do you have days off? Is it a holiday? Is it a holiday? Am I missing holidays? I would love to take a holiday. This doesn't work for holidays. Because if you all are on like a holiday, I doubly have to be here because now you're all home and nothing to do. And why would I not be there to hang out with the most people possible? Because I do. I miss your reactions when you guys do the replays. I like chat reaction. I love when you guys are like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, you're just like, back it up. You know, come on, Swami, bring it back down to earth. Um, I'm always around when you least expect that I'm there. Lady Awesome. I don't know if that's a... Isn't that a song? I'm always around when you least expect it. I'm there. But that's true for you. You just pop up in the funniest of times. Uh, KMP. I'm still having a hard time with the closet narcissist. Because you keep putting orientation as a thing there. And when I think orientation, I think sexual orientation because... Of course, that's prevalent in our society today. But when I think about like any kind of closet narcissist, I think covert narcissist. I think somebody who puts on that brave, happy face to everybody. And they're so, they're so giving and it's just, you're just so wonderful. And, you know, they're all love and light. And then as soon as that curtain comes down, they are just evil. <laughs> they are is horrible and nobody knows it until eventually the mask slips off completely i'm just gonna keep that up there for a minute t-rex because i love you too but yeah kmp it's when it comes to like the covert narcissist those to me they're so much more dangerous than a malignant narcissist a malignant narcissist that's a bull you know moose it's a bull loose in a china shop or whatever the hell you want to say it they'll just they just don't care who sees them because they have no fucks left to give. They want what they want and they're not going to apologize for it. They will step on you, use you, stab you, whatever. They don't care. They are going to take, 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 take. And they know that I'm so great. You're going to see me taking. You're just going to keep giving because you think you could change me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Have fun with that. I'm never changing. Why would I change when this is who I am? This is what benefits me. A covert narcissist, they're more... I have to look pristine. I have to look wonderful. 
because nobody's going to care about me if they know who I really am. Nobody's going to like me or believe me if they know who I really am. They know that they're absolute shit inside, but they're still worried about what people think because they can't sell that goody two shoes. I'm a victim kind of narrative if people see who they really are. Oh, I have so much material showing what pe- who people really are. It's damn shame. Uh, I hope it just never sees the light of day. I really do. Lady Autumn, I'm always around when you least expect that I'm there. Yes. And it keeps triggering me into a song and I can't grasp the song. I can't do it. But then again, I've been stuck on one song since last night. I'm stuck on Bruno Mars. Count on me. You know, you can count on me like one, two, three. I'll be there. And my kids all sang that for kindergarten as like a goodbye, you know, end of the year thing. And every fucking time they sing it, I cry. Oh my God, how I cry. Because they're just like, you know, there's like, you'll always have my shoulder to cry on. And, you know, if you ever find yourself stuck in the middle of the sea, I'll be the one to guide you. You know, and if you ever forget how much you really mean to me, I'll be the one to remind you. And those, like that whole sense of I'm getting choked up. They would sing that song, these little teeny kids, with such heart and such sincerity that you would think I made them practice this song, you know, like 200 freaking times so they get it all right. That They're not feeling it anymore. No, they feel it just as much on time 200 as they did on the first one, if not more, because now they're understanding the words more. They're understanding the message. And it's just... I miss that. I miss teaching them all to sing one thing and just watching them enjoy it. Like there were musical, um, like music instrument songs that I taught them that they loved. There were just body movement, you know, like Ram Sam Sam and stuff like that, that I taught them that they loved. And then there's, you know, pop culture, like popular music, country music stuff from when I was a kid that I taught them that they were just like, wow, this is so cool. I'm like, I'm glad you like disco. Like, <laughs> I feel like disco was made for kindergartners because they're goofy and they're not exactly like graceful yet. So the whole pointing thing and the more than woman like that, that's great. That's very kindergarten mentality. I love when little kids dance disco. It is phenomenal. I don't like it so much when they do like the sexy dances like tango or whatever, but you make them do disco. It's hilarious. And they just get pumped. They're just like, yeah, like they get all like, it's so cute. But I mean, my kids are really, really good about learning disco stuff. You can say no to the disco all you want, but five-year-olds dancing to like um, staying alive is hilarious. Oh my goodness. Or like, Dancing Inferno or Disco Duck. Oh, dear God. Letting five-year-olds dance to Disco Duck is probably the funniest thing I've ever seen because they try to do the voice and they try to like do the, you know, the motions or whatever. And it's just so cute because they're just in it, man. They don't feel any embarrassment. They don't give a crap. They're just in it to have fun. And 
the pure joy that they get from that, from being that silly, because disco is silly. It, it really is. It's just the beat is good. You got to admit, it's a great beat most of the time. But the dancing and the words are like, really? Like, <laughs> really? But I swear to God, if you get a bunch of five-year-olds to do that, you could teach them the most horrible, basic disco dancing, and they will pull that off with such a freaking cuteness that you're just like, I just want to watch this all day, every day. Like, this is all I want to look at. <laughs> oh, my kids were so good when it came to learning their routines like dance routines because we were always putting on some kind of show for the school and you know like we'd have um the hispanic heritage and my kids would do like this whole thing where we, you know we'd talk about le plume and yeah we'd teach like english to you know to um, spanish to english and vice versa um we'd have like earth day and we'd teach about like yeah we'd have a song about recycling or a song about the seven you know about the four seasons or about the continents or about whatever and the kids don't even realize they're learning so much and it's just they're so busy with their little like finger point like do 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 like it's hilarious i love it it does it it i oh god i miss my job i do because it wasn't really work for me i mean some days it was a lot of work but most of the time, it was just, I love those kids so much. Every single one of their achievements just sent me right over the moon. Because don't forget, I dealt with all special needs kids. So these are kids that, you know, doctors told their parents they're never going to speak. They're never going to, you know, they're, they're not going to have an IQ over 20. Like, you're going to have to literally, like, wipe drool from their chins the rest of their lives. Really? Shows all you know. Fuck you, doctors. I'd have these kids in there and they're like, they're eager to learn. And they, I had a little boy. He was nonverbal. When he came to my classroom, he did nothing but scream endlessly. And nobody could figure out why. And it took me like, I think about two weeks to figure out what his, his problem was. He was so frustrated because he couldn't speak what his thoughts were, but he also didn't know how to show his emotions, even the good ones. So like he didn't know how to communicate using his body language just as much as he couldn't use his verbal language. And it was so frustrating for him to never be able to connect with somebody. And that's why we created the, the spinning wheel. I created a spinning wheel and all the emotions were on it. And it wasn't pick the mood you're in. It was like, pick, go ahead, whatever it lands on, that's how you're going to feel right now. Because it gave them a reset. They weren't stuck inside this thing that they couldn't articulate, they couldn't explain, and they couldn't deal with. I gave them an opportunity to spin the wheel. You're picking your own emotion. It's purely up to chance, but it's up to you. If you want to do this, this is what we're going to do. Like, if you want to have a different feeling and you can't figure it out yourself, you spin the wheel. That's your choice. You have to deal with wherever it lands. You get what you get and you don't get upset. And it's just, we did that and it worked so well. 
it worked so well on the kids who could not whittle down their emotions to show what was bothering them. And I would just, I'd give them this, I'd be like, oh, look, it landed on, oh, it landed on happy or it landed on, you know, preoccupied or whatever. And they would go, they would find like those emotions in themselves and they'd act it out. And they'd act it out then with a friend. And then there would be like three friends. And then like it was a small group. And then we'd do large group. Because if it was a change in their attitude, then the other kids are going to need that change too. Because it affects everybody. So if I can lift one up out of that confused, angry, frustrated feeling, then why not just lift the whole class up? And myself. And so we, that's what we would do. We would transition from one-on-one to... Okay, let's make this a little bigger. Let's talk to this person. How about we bring this person into this conversation? And that's what I would do. I would incorporate a larger social circle, but slowly, very, very slowly, so that they weren't overwhelmed. And they got to lead the charge in that. That's the other thing. It's giving these kids a sense of control. They can't affect anything. That's what they feel. We know they affect everything. But from their perspective, they're not changing anything. They're not getting anything out. They're not getting their way in any way, shape, or form. So they feel useless. They feel like they're not affecting the world. The world's just existing around them. They're not really a part of it. And the disco music, believe it or not, lady... It would bring them together. It was either they were all united in the, why are we listening to this? All right, fine, just once. Or they were all united in the, ooh, I like this. This guy, like, I'm going to shake it, shake it, shake it, shake my booty, shake my booty. Like, you know, it didn't matter. They'd be like, I'm going to rock down to Electric Avenue. They loved the way <laughs> the sound came out. They're like, it's a robot. No, it's actually people. But go ahead, you try to talk like that. It was fascinating for them. And it always, disco was a really good tool for five-year-olds. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, Disco's the one type of music I cannot get down to, down with no matter what. It makes me laugh. So it takes me from my seriousness into like this super goofy kind of, all right, let's just laugh everything off right now because we all really need to laugh. Like that kind of a state of mind. And I would much rather laugh than cry. Every time. I'm always going to go for the laugh. When I'm super uncomfortable, I'm definitely going for the laugh. Ah, uh, lady said, I had my kids dancing to Run It by Chris Brown earlier. <laughs> then we changed to Daddy Yankee. Our dance party may have worn them out. Daddy Yankee. Is that the um, Gasolina? Because I love that song. Gasolina. And just they just go through all the different like Hispanic, like um, or Latino like ethnicities. I love how they made that into a song. Uh T-Rex said, though she's a weird mix of both covert and the other narcissist type malignant. Um I'm tired, exhausted, frustrated, irritated, irresponsible, and tired. Yes, you're tired. Wait, 
wait till you have children. Then you're going to learn the true meaning of tired. Not to get off topic, because, you know, I do that all the time, but I've had these like 23-year-old teachers come to my classroom and be like, oh, so tired. You just don't understand how tired I am. And I just look at them like, are you married? No. You have a boyfriend? No, I'm just I'm I'm just hanging out by myself. I just moved into whatever. It's not my question. Do you have a boyfriend? No. Okay. Um, do you have money problems? No. Do you have kids? No. How many jobs do you have? Just this one. What time do you leave here? 3:30. Oh. Uh, do you take work home with you? No. Why not? Because they don't pay me to do work at home. Okay, so this is where you're at. You're not tired. You're spoiled and bored. That's what you are. You're spoiled and bored. Go do a project. Go help a, you know, like orphan. Go, I don't know, go change a tire somewhere for somebody. Like, go do some old lady's freaking grocery shopping. Go clean my house. Like, just go do something that's going to make you tired. Because, bitch, you don't know tired. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> there are days my tired is tired of being tired and can't sleep. Because it's now overtired. Um, lady said yes. Uh, I know. I, I I can't remember the like the beat. I have too many too many songs in my head right now. But yeah, gasolina, da 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 gasolina. Yeah, I just oh, that was such a good song. That is that ass shaking song. That's the one where that old school like. <laughs> 1980s like the school um, dance parties that we all had that shit where we thought who the hell we were dancing reggae murder she wrote oh my god how many of how much of murder she wrote did I spend dancing on a dance floor with a whole bunch of other bitches that we had two feet on the floor one hand on the floor and our ass in the air go ah like like that's it and then we wonder why the guys are like yeah like these are our bitches it was like we didn't think Dame más, dame más gasolina. Yeah, I can never say it. I don't know why, especially it's early in the morning. Um, I like that that song. What was it? Um, it's not by by Daddy Yankee. Do the Harlem Shake. Oh my God! When you're like, do the Harlem. Do 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 do. do. I, I just like the beat of it. It's not even the words because the words don't mean shit. But the beat. It's always the beat for me lyrics you have to tell me listen to the lyrics because they mean something then i'm like oh, all right i'll go back and listen most of the time it's the beat it's whatever beat is playing that's how my mood is gonna go is it gonna have me feeling upbeat am i gonna want to dance am i gonna want to fuck all day i don't know jerry lee lewis music um high school confidential uh, great Bowls of Fire. Whole lot of shaking going on. Uh, all those songs. That's just fuck music. Like, that's the crazy kind of we're going to go and we're going to get sweaty and like, we're just going to fuck against the wall, against the floor, on the counter, and we're going to break shit. That's that kind of music to me. 
that's what kind of that catapults me into that kind of thing. And then there's somewhere it's all sensual. There's somewhere it's all seductive. You get me in the right like beat. You get me in the right mood. Anything is possible. Anything at all. But music does that. Music plays me more than I play music. That's the way I look at it because it just takes over. I when when Grimmy does his music, I never tell him what I think of how it sounds. I always say how it made me feel. Because I don't really listen to it as much as I feel it. And he has certain like he has certain dips and things that he does where I'm just like, oh, I'm like that. Whoa, that like rocked me right there. Like I just I wasn't expecting it. It was so good. Cause I can't tell him, oh yeah, I liked it. That's not helpful to me. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> I will tell him. I I started out like listening to that, like, yeah. It's nice. It's mellow. It's got a nice little it's building. Okay, here we go. I see where you're going. I'm I'm going there with you. Like and I'll sit there and I'll listen and I'll feel along with it. And I go to a whole other place and I'm visualizing me reacting to this music and how it's making me feel. So I can visualize myself on the dance floor because I know how I am. And I, I've never been off the dance floor. I used to, if we went anywhere, any kind of bar, any kind of club, bitch, let's go. I don't care if you're male, female, if I even know you, we're dancing, let's go. I love to dance with people. I'll dance by myself. I don't really give a fuck. Uh, and I don't care if you like it. You can make fun all you want. Well, how about you get your chicken shit ass out there and show me something better since you're so fucking brave. Um, but no, like I, I love the music. So I'll listen to his music as he's making it. And I'm like, yeah, so I, you know, I saw, I, I saw you building. I, I was all right. Let's I'll go with you. Let's go. And I'm following you. And then, like, he would get to a certain point. I'm like, all right, Grimmy, this this is the point where it's just like, who else is on this dance floor? Because now I need somebody to grind with me. Let's go. Like, because it's a whole feel. I need that sexiness. I need that that heat. Or I'll say, all right, so this is this didn't make me feel like, well, like, oh, let's go at it. This made me feel like I know you're watching. I know you're here. Where are you? Like, it makes me feel like alone but not alone it makes me feel more on display but not in a creepy way and it's i don't know if any of that helps him but that's what i tell him because that's how i react to his music every single thing that he puts out is a different reaction for me and sometimes it's not at all what he intends and he's just like i didn't i didn't see that i'm like yep that's how it made me feel and he's just like, all right cool like he likes knowing that it's going to reach different people, I think. Uh, side note, what a sad state of affairs that a 23-year-old has nothing else going on other than work. Never thought I'd be so far ahead of my peers so soon in my life. Oh, don't worry. You'll backslide. Everybody does. We, <laughs> we, we hit that stride where we're like, yeah, we're taking off. And then all of a sudden you're like, damn it. Because it's not about you. It's about the world goes, eh, pause. <laughs> You're just like, pause. No, I was in the middle of this great climb. I can't lose momentum. They're like, well, you kind of have to. And that's what happens when you live in a society where you have to do <laughs> what you're told. It sucks. It sucks being dependent on the rules and regulations of others. 
Lady Autumn, I listened to Spanish music my whole life, but when I heard Daddy Yankee reggaeton, yep, that was it for me. It opened me up so much to so much good music. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's how I felt when Salsa came out, the movie Salsa. And I mean, a lot of that isn't even like salsa music, it's merengue, it's all that kind of stuff. And then like later on, it all evolved into like the, the bachata and all that. And I've always had a thing with Spanish music because I have the hips for it. And I, if you knew how I walked and if you knew how I danced, it's all about the sway and the bump and the here, come here. Like my ass has a whole conversation of its own with you. And you will love that conversation, male or female. It doesn't matter. It's a happy, happy conversation. And it's great, you know, because I'm like, just come on. It's not a sexual thing with me most of the time. It's a feel-good thing. It's a, oh, my God, listen, I have power here. I have my own personal power. Come show me your personal power, and let's rock the shit out of this song. And let's let all that energy go. And then you have all this amazing energy in the environment. And people just, like, they grab onto it on display. Oh, my God. She said, I know you know the song by Melissa Gorga from... R-O-N-J, on display, on display. I can't. I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) And then it was catchy. I was like, I hate this bitch. Why did she do this to me? I don't want to know this song. I don't want to know this song. But yeah, on display, on display. I know. I actually, I, I happen to know that quite a few people in that family. Like, no, know them. So yeah. And everyone's like, oh, you know, yeah, unfortunately I do. But it's like, unfortunately. Um, All I can say is real housewives of New Jersey are not representative of the real housewives of New Jersey. (laughs) They're really not. But if you look at their mothers, they're representative of the real housewives of New Jersey. (laughs) She said, girl, I love you. Girl, I... Listen, I have the guilty pleasures just because I don't go on and talk about, you know, like my love of Real Housewives doesn't mean I don't watch them. Poor Winning found out the other day that I have like this secret Sunday thing with Sister Wives. And I was like, go ahead, you go do your thing. I'm going to watch Sister Wives. And I went, oh, like, and he goes, Sister Wives? What? Really? Okay. Like, like, okay, I wasn't expecting that. Because normally I watch like documentaries and I watch, you know, self-help stuff. And then I just need a break from all the narcissist talk and the like all these things that are weighing me down because I'm like, I can't change them. I need some goofiness in my life. Oh, there's housewives. Here's sister wives. Nothing is funnier than watching Cody Brown try to not be a narcissist on live TV. Like it's, it's just, well, not live TV, but like on TV. Cause you look at him and you're like, dude, you are the most pompous, arrogant, like narcissistic piece of shit I've ever seen. And I hope all your wives leave you except for Robin. You can keep her because she's just as much of a dumb cunt as you are. So go ahead, keep her, go right ahead. And you can both <laughs> fake cry together. Look at us. We're we're the victims. You're the victims. No, no, stop. You lie, motherfucker. Stop. <laughs> uh, Jacob, I was more referring to the fact that folks my age used to build families 
used to be building families like me, not doing nothing. Yeah, not sure how I can backslide my way out of a wife and kid. You trust me, you can backslide your way out of anything. Trust me, especially a wife and kid. Because let me, when you go down that road where you make that bad decision, you start doing the spiral. It's really hard to get purchased again to stop the spiral, to stop the descent. That's why they say you have to hit rock bottom because there's no way you're going to stop until you do. Like that's that slippery slope that they talk about. And you honestly, you can absolutely 100% backslide out of a wife and kid. My husband did. He had everything. He had, I had money. I had looks. I could cook. I could bake. I worked. I wasn't overly demanding. Material things meant nothing to me. So if he wanted something, I just went and bought it for him. I spoiled him rotten. And he became more and more rotten instead of appreciating it. You know, it was like greed that got in there and then never giving back. And then the alcoholism. And then, well, I got all this and she obviously isn't going anywhere. Never assume somebody's not going to leave you. Okay. You can push anybody, even the most loyal person at some point will turn around and be like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm done. Stick a fork in me. I'm done. Once I'm done, I'm really done. You don't have a shot in hell. Not one shot in hell. And my exes know that. That's why they try not to really piss me off. Because once you're dead to me, you're dead to me. I told you, I won't piss on you if you're on the fire. Like, I don't care. I become completely ruthless and cold-hearted because you're just not something worthwhile in my life. In fact, you are a threat to the people I love. And now, now you're my enemy. You never want to be enemies with me. Ever. I think you're better off if I'm just indifferent to you. Like if I just ignore you, be happy with being ignored. Because if we're enemies, I mean, hmm, I got a lot of hidden rage. I got to point it somewhere. Why not you? I don't want to be that person, though. We all have that within us. It's just it's a choice you make. I choose to be happy. I choose to be a better person than I was yesterday. And if I fuck up, tomorrow's another day for me to try again. If I lose subs, I, I don't give a fuck. I have the same three to five subs, and it's so funny because my count goes up by that number. And then over the next couple of days, it'll go down by that number. And then back up by that number and down by that number. And it's like it's the same little group just playing with that. Like, they're the same little group that leaves the dislikes or the thumbs down or, you know, like, they'll do something stupid. And it's like, I don't know who these these five little people are. And they are very little people. I don't know who they are. I don't can't prove who they are. I don't really care who they are. I just think that the schoolyard bullshit has to stop. Like, when do you grow up? You want to keep pulling my pigtails the whole fucking time? Because, you know... It's only going to work for so long. You pull, 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 pull. And then I turn around, punch you in the face and forget you existed. And now you look stupid in front of everybody. I can do that. I can play that game. But I don't want to. I'm better than that. And the people in my life deserve the better version of me. 
They deserve me at my best. So I'm not going to let anybody bring me down to their level. <sighs> A lady said that, yeah, real high swims of New Jersey is my guilty pleasure. I was catching up yesterday and I'm finally on the current season. I actually haven't gotten to the current season because I'm so freaking far behind. Um, the last thing I saw was like the last, um, the last like meet and greet, like there afterwards, like the that three day behind the scenes, you know, wrapping up the the season interview, and I was just like, Ugh. like they say things, and I'm like, why do you make people from Jersey look so fucking stupid? Like, really? And this is what a small world it is. Like, I love Joe, Joe Nearman. Good logic. He lives in Patterson. I used to live in Halden. Love Larry Lamb, uh, Larry Lamb, Gary Lamb, and his wife, Lady Lamb. That's what I was trying to. I combined them, Larry Lamb, because uh, you got Lady and Gary, but whatever. I, I love them to pieces. I really do. I think they're phenomenal people. I think there's a lot there people to learn from they're very good examples of what to do and as he said what not to do you know and then we all need to be that kind of we need to be willing to be that kind of example where we're like yes this is what you do oh this is what you don't do like my whole life is a series of don't do this kids don't try this at home <laughs> this is being done by professionals yeah i'm a professional fuck up that's my profession um but at least I learned from them and I don't mind sharing them with people and letting you know that I was evil or I was stupid or I was gullible because don't do what I did. You know, if I went through it, maybe you don't have to. Oh dear God, wouldn't that be nice? You know, it's like try to save somebody a little bit of grief and you save yourself so much more. Because somebody out there will be looking out for you. You look out for others, somebody look out for you, and on and on and on it goes. And that's the way it should be. We shouldn't be looking for gotcha moments all the fucking time. We shouldn't be looking so, oh, I'm going to paint them in my light and because I hate myself, so now I'm going to paint them as the villain because now they have to be me. And I'm just going to stand back here and be the victim because people will love me that way. They won't, they won't pay attention to my inconsistencies. They won't pay attention to me being completely hypocritical within like 12 hours of saying something and then flipping the script to something else. They'll never know anyway. Well, see, that's the beautiful thing about the internet. Clips. Clips can be very useful. Or they could just be decoration on a desktop and never touched. But, you know, you never know. Ah, uh, Jakey Pete's. My head's too big to think so lowly of myself. I believe that. I believe it with everything, <laughs> everything I am. Uh, lady said, I just finished three episodes. Um, oh, they were in Nashville. <gasps> oh, I didn't see that. Whoa. See, now I'm going to have to take like two days and just immerse myself in it. Maybe over the weekend. I'm not doing it. Well, am I doing something this weekend? No, not this weekend. Next weekend. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I have to take the time and do that because I really, I need that silliness in my life. Just the first time Teresa flipped the table, I was like, yes, bitch. Like, I feel you. <laughs> when she's like, yeah, 
Oh, you this, 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 you were freaking engaged 19 times, you whore. And like she's just flipping shit. <laughs> Cause that's my natural progression. I'm just like calm, 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 calm. Boom. <laughs> it's like, cause you don't know. You don't know when the boom is coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let me hear say well. Well, I said boom, boom, boom. Let me hear say well, well. Ah, you better catch up to three episode reunion. Yes, the the reunion. I couldn't think of the word, lady. I don't know why. I'm not tired, but I am getting hungry. And I haven't had food since. Oh, Uh... (laughs) no. When did I eat? Did I eat? Did I eat yesterday? can't remember Connor had he insisted on a freaking McDonald's hotcakes and so did Katie and it's like whatever I had a biscuit I was I I had a biscuit I had a piece of sausage and then I don't remember what else I ate because I don't think I I think I nibbled on like a salad for like 10 hours I can't remember but I know I'm getting hungry because I'm getting like that hangry weird headache that'll go away as soon as I eat. And luckily, you know, I my Amazon came five o'clock this morning. So I have a nice little steak in there that I can make on the panini grill. Comes out so good on the panini grill. Uh but I digress. Anyway, so yes, binge it. I do I love binging housewives. I do. That is because I don't want to sit there through all the commercials. I don't want to wait till next week. I would literally just let the whole season go and then sit there and be like, yes. And it's like 10 hours of me just being, are you kidding me? Like, and and the thing is, I don't know if you realize it, but the Manzo kids were living in Hoboken. They literally lived at the corner by my house. We were catty corner to another. I'd run into them every day. And they always look like, oh, recognize me. I'm like, you're a douche. Shut up. Like, I've met way more famous people than you. Like, keep going. We're kings. Like, buy your shit and let's go. Like, I need milk. I don't need to socialize with you. But yeah, I ran into them all the time. They had um, their little restaurant. is It was right around the corner from me. I don't know if it's still there. I, I don't think it survived the pandemic called um, Little Hoboken or Little Town Hoboken or Hoboken Little Town, some shit like that. But we went there when it first opened. When I tell you it was like microwaved food, it was disgusting. I was like, how do you make it ice cold on the outside, super hot in the middle, and none of it is actually cooked? Like, it's just dry. And ugh, like their ribs were the worst. Oh, my God. Even the hamburger. It was like, these are frozen patties. This isn't even like fresh meat. Are you kidding me with this bullshit? Because it's like $25 for a hamburger. I'm not paying $25 for frozen meat. It's not happening. I mean, walk it over here. It better move and then go process it. If I'm going to pay $25 for a freaking quarter pound hamburger. Stop. That means it's $100 a pound. That better be some damn fine meat. Not some frozen freaking make-believe Angus bullshit that you pulled out of like Seatown back refrigerator. It's like, no, stop. Oh, that was a rant I didn't know I had. I don't like when they try to pass off really shitty food in a restaurant. 
as like gourmet. Like, dude, I cook. I can look at this and tell you did not do this now. There's no caramelization. There's no nothing. Like, there's no juice at all. And I ordered it rare. So if it's rare, there should be blood. Where's the blood? No, I'm biting into like literally a piece of like hockey puck. I don't care that it still has pink to it. You dyed it pink or some shit because that is not rare. I get very upset when I have to spend good money on bad shit. Do not, yeah, do not disappoint me when it comes to beef. And you can take that any way you want it. I don't care. But if I'm putting meat in my mouth, it better be the best, tastiest, most wonderful, encouraging, satisfying, succulent meat I have ever come across. And there was a whole bunch of innuendos and double entendres in there. But you know what? That was fun. Ah, girl, she doesn't disappoint while in Nashville. Oh, 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 what? <laughs> Those girls do make me laugh. Teresa is good TV, like a like yeah, she's a little fucking firecracker. She's a motherfucker, and she is so representative of like the chicks up here because that's all of us. We're like nah, 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 boom, and it's like I'll fight you. That crazy comes out, and it's people are just like, oh my god, I've never seen anything like it. But yet, no, we're staying. What are you crazy? Why would I? this like what is wrong with you uh lady said yeah i can't look away same my oldest pays for peacock app so i can budget it ah. <laughs> i have peacock oh i forgot i have that love the manzos yeah caroline is she's fantastic and that's the thing like it's a small world i lived in Halden. i lived in this um this circular not a cul-de-sac. It was a circular court called Aberdeen Court. And I lived at the back of it. So, like, I was at the back of the circle. I never even had to, like, drive around the whole circle. I just drive to my house and then back up, drive back out the same way. But right across from the entrance to the court was the brownstone. And I was supposed to have my sweet 16 at the brownstone. That was daddy's plan. You know, he had already started saving for it because they were expensive as fuck. And he was like, no, you're going to have your 16th birthday at the Brownstone, you know, because that's that up there was class. That's just what they had. And it was right outside the house. It was literally I could have walked to it. Nobody had to, like, park over there. And he was like, you know, you're going to have your sweet 16 there. And then when you get engaged, we'll have the engagement party there. We can have the wedding reception. Like he had my life planned at the Brownstone because it was across the street from the house. That was daddy. He was just practical like that. He's like, why would I go anywhere else? They're gorgeous. They're elegant. The food is good. And it's right there. I don't if I have to shit, I can just run home. Like that was his mindset. <laughs> and I couldn't argue with that. But then, you know, he he passed away when I was 13 and I didn't get to do any of those things um, the way he wanted me to. I didn't have the big engagement thing. I didn't even make a big deal out of my engagement. I didn't make a big thing out of my wedding. I just went to the courthouse and did it and told everybody, wear your jeans and shorts and tank tops and bring some alcohol. We're not eating. If you want to bring snacks, bring snacks. It's cake and booze and partying. That's all we're doing. I am not going to have everybody like in my house all like 
oh, I'm so formal. And it's so, it was June, man. <laughs> June 23rd. It was hot. I was just, you know what? There's going to be a whole bunch of people in the house. Wear whatever you want. You want to wear Daisy Dukes? Wear Daisy Dukes. I don't care. And they did. A lot of them did. It was funny. We had so much fun. My boss actually showed up with like three dozen long stem roses. And I mean, they were huge bouquets of bouquets of roses. And I just put them all around the house. And I was just like, oh, thank you. And he brought tons of liquor. And he gave me money and he wrote me a check. And I was like, Michael, what is wrong with you? He was like, I'm just so happy for you. Are you sure you want to be married to him? <laughs> I'm so happy to you, but we can get rid of him if you want. I'm like, it was that kind of thing. And you want people like that in your life. Like, oh, look, I'm so happy for you. The car's downstairs. The keys are in the ignition. Anytime you want to go, you just let me go. And you let me know we're gone, bitch. We're gone. Like those are the types of friends you need. You need that crazy bitch that's like, oh, I'm down no matter what we're doing. Let's do it. Uh, can I make potato cakes with instant mashed potatoes? You can. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't put as much milk or water into it. If you're going to use instant mashed potatoes, cut back a quarter bit on the water. Leave the milk alone. Maybe. Don't put as much salt. If you can add um, any kind of binding agent, like an egg or some like shredded cheese or whatever, that should do it. But you should be able to do it. Just make sure they're dry on the outside and you should be okay. Danielle, hello, hello, hello. Lady said, just too normal for good TV. Yeah, they were. They And that's the thing. They were very much how my family my little family is just constantly cutting up on each other and just joking and everything is, you know, there's a big friggin' fight, but then you're fine. Like you're just, you're just going to joke it out. Uh, Danielle, welcome. Welcome. I hope you have a wonderful day, honey. Uh, in your MERS. Yes. T-Rex. Just add some flour and egg best with cold day old ones. Yep. Fun fact, it's never blood coming out of sacred burgers. It's water mixed with the protein called myoglobin. It's not a fun fact. I don't give a shit what you call it. I drink it, okay? I will wait until it's like all in the body and I will lift up that damn plate and and because it's delicious, okay? Delicious. That is the part of the steak I go for. Even more than the meat. I'm like, please just give me give me just the juice. That's what that's what I'm there for. I'm not there there so much for the meat as for the meat juice. Mm -hmm. And that's me all over. Hi. <laughs> so Danielle's hanging out. What's up? What's up? And I just uh I don't know, guys. It's I was thinking about this stream so much when I first woke up and it just bothers me that people are out there and they're able to turn everything around so that they always look like they're the ones being slighted. They're the ones who nobody, you don't understand me. I'm so misunderstood. I'm such a good person, but nobody likes me. I never say that. I'm not like, I'm not, oh my God, I'm such a great person. No, I'm a bitch. I admit that all the time. I'm also a really good person, but I'm also a bitch. Do I have a foul mouth? Sure do. 
you don't like it, don't talk to me. If you don't like what I say, don't listen to me. They're very easy choices to make. I don't want anybody to stay who doesn't want to stay. While I value everybody and I appreciate you and I love you, I would never want you to do something you're uncomfortable doing. And I don't want you to be anywhere where you're not happy. You know, maybe like maybe we spent too much time together at this point and you need a break. Go, go have a break. And then come back to me, you know, with a new appreciation. T-Rex trucking with the 499 super chat. Thank you. Note to redacted. Shelly likes the meat juice more than the meat itself. Listen, I love the whole process. Okay. I like picking out the meat. I like making sure it's prepared and ready and all succulent. And I love applying the heat and making sure that I can, you know, manipulate it. And it's all easy all around. Everything's even. Pay attention to everything. Nothing goes unobserved or untouched. You know, there's flavor there. There's, you know, substance. And then if you do it right and you keep, you know, turning it and, you know, evenly distributing the heat and everything, keeping it lubricated, you know, you get really good meat juice. It's just, it's a sudden burst and it's just a reward in and of itself. Uh, thank you for your super chat, T-Rex. Even though you sent me on a whole tangent, which I'm sure they were not expecting. That's all right. There are women out there who understand where I'm coming from. There's men out there who understand where I'm coming from. They're like, hell yeah, girl. Like, you don't need to tell me twice. It's like, okay. It doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't make you whatever. It It just means you know what you enjoy. You know what you like. There's no shame in that. It's not illegal. It's not weird. And I feel no shame in the things that I enjoy. I don't. You know, if you want to make something of it, then I think that's more your problem than mine. That's your hang up, not mine. I've worked through my hang ups, I've worked through my traumas. I wish I could help other people work through their own because the difference that it's made in the last, oh, I don't know, what, two to three weeks alone in who I am and how I am. I, I understand so much more about why I do things than I ever did. And by understanding it, I can change it. I've had so many talks with myself. People think I'm crazy, I think, because I'm switching moods all over the place because I'm not. I'm having conversations they're not privy to. And a lot of them are inside my own head. And it's me talking to me saying, you know what? You did this before, but that's that's not serving you now. It's actually hurting you, Shell. Like, let it go. Yeah, it's scary to let this go. It's scary to move on to this. It's scary to admit this. You know, you're scared, you're scared, you're scared. You spent all those years letting fear push that pain down and you held on to it when you didn't have to. You could have faced it and you could have been all right, but you were protecting yourself in an overprotective way. And I realized that I was parenting myself the way I parented my kids. 
you know, I wrap myself in bubble wrap and I said, no, 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 no. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Can't do it. And I constantly said, I can't take it. I can't handle it. And that was such a bullshit cop out on my part because I've handled so much more than that. I didn't want to handle it. I didn't want to face it. I wasn't ready to do the breakdown. I wasn't ready to be free of it either. Because as long as I had that safety blanket of trauma to hold on to, I didn't have to take risks. So I wasn't going to fail and I wasn't going to get a new hurt. I know, you know, better the devil, you know, than the devil, you don't fuck the devil. Just go out there and just live your life. I would hold on to this old trauma and old pain because I knew it and I knew I could live with it because I'd been living with it for so long. Once I let that go, there was all this room for me to improve and for me to bring people into my life and for me to say, hey, you know, I, I feel, oh my God, I'm feeling things. <gasps> I'm feeling things. Fuck, I can't do this because there were just decades where I had no feelings. I loved my kids. I loved my students. I didn't like people in general. I didn't want to be around people. I wanted to go places, but I didn't want there to be people there. Like I just wanted to go by myself. I didn't even want a friend to go with me half the time. I was just, let me go by myself. Because I was the only person I could stand to be around. Even though I was probably hurting me worse than anybody else ever did. Because I didn't, they're inflicting one thing at a time on me. What I was doing was storing them in these great little, like, you know, you know, the buckets that you put the ice and the beer in at like barbecues, the big ones with the, the rope handles and stuff like that. That's what I was carrying around my, tra my trauma in my pain. And I was keeping it fresh and on ice for if I ever needed it to say, no, I can't do that because I have this. I can't take this chance because I have this. I can't be close to you because I have this. It was like all these water balloons that I could just throw at people and go, nope, see, look, you see how it got all over you? I can't do that to you. I'm actually looking out for you by pushing you away because I don't want you to be hurt by this. Yeah, there's a kernel of truth in there because that's, that's how you do it when you're really going to do it. When you're in self-denial, dear God. And that's what a lot of projection is. It's, oh, you poor thing. Like, oh, no, you see, you see how this person, they're feeling this, they're that. Da, 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 da. And then they turned around and they did this horrible thing to me. And I just I can't get past it. No, they didn't do that horrible thing. You did that horrible thing. But you can't face your own shit. And you're so worried about other people liking you. That you're willing to like twist and turn it and play it around until you're the victim. Everybody has to feel bad for you. And the person that you actually victimized, now you've double hurt them. Because you hurt them personally, and then you hurt them as a collective. You've ruined them. You've ruined their reputation. You've made them feel bad about themselves. We had people on, you know, on the tubes who this was done to. And they couldn't take it. We don't know that these were not factors in why they unalive themselves because they were in too bad of a place to even bother to tell anybody. You know, is how do you get to that point where you're contributing 
to ending somebody's life in any way. I never want to be one of those factors, ever. I don't care how much I can't stand you. I don't care what a piece of shit, low-life, lion sack of crap you are. I don't want somebody hurting because of something I did. I don't. But I'll be good goddamned if I'm going to let you hurt me or somebody I love. Nope. Not happening. So rather than engage, I will cut off the supply. You can sit with your tongue out and pray that all your words land. And then she's so hurt. Like, whatever. You can be like, oh, well, you hurt. You did this. You did that. Like, whatever. Whatever revenge you think you're getting for somebody against somebody who did nothing to you. I mean, that's a shitty, that's a shitty existence. But I get it. People are fucked up in the head and, you know, they're in pain and they lash out. That's fine. I'm no saint. I never claimed to be. But I'm me. And I will cop to every motherfucking thing I say or do. It could have been something vile. I don't give a fuck. If I did it, I'll tell you. Yeah, I did it. Fuck you. You don't like it. Maybe I'll apologize. Maybe I won't. You don't get to project your bullshit onto me. You just don't. But if you need to do that to win the argument, okay. Go. You won the argument. Now go away. I'm going to let my character speak for itself. It doesn't matter what you throw at me. I'm strong enough and I'm in, uh, I'm in touch with who I am enough that it won't stick. If some people fall for it, well, they're weak anyway. It's fine. Some people may see it on the surface and have to think about it. They want to investigate it further, which I respect. And then there are some people who go, no, I saw it. I just was wondering if you saw it. I wasn't going to say anything. It's not my business. And I respect that too. When you project all your sins onto somebody else, you're telling the world, I know I'm a giant piece of shit and I can't handle it. But what I can do is create this like doppelganger of me that I can set, you know, apart and I could hate on it. And I could take all that that horrible shit that I feel about myself and I can feel it toward them because now it's not going to hurt me. Now I'm going to feel good because look at me. I'm the better person. Okay. You, you need that boo-boo. You take it. Go ahead. It's an empty victory. But then again, you're probably one of those who needs a trophy for participation or just for showing up. Look at me. I did this great achievement. No, you didn't. You blew that shit out of proportion. Stop. Wait. Like these kids that they're like, oh, I got a diploma. No, you didn't. You got a certificate. Shut up. Like, who's got a certificate for showing up, eating the snacks, warming the bench, and going home doing nothing? You, no contribution, no teamwork, no nothing. And that's what you thrive on. That's what you were so proud of. If you want that kind of empty achievement, go ahead. I prefer to actually make a difference. And I prefer to do that with my friends and my family and my loved ones. I prefer for them to know if I get stronger, you're getting stronger because I'm never going to leave you behind. It's not going to happen. 
And I'm not going to blame you for the stupid shit I do. I have a big mouth. I do. I take shit from nobody. I will come at you harder than you ever thought possible. And I'll be ruthless about it. Or I won't say a word. You don't know which one you're going to get. Roll the dice. Roll the dice. I'll decide. But I don't decide on my own. Because I'm not the only one affected. I will have a powwow with the people closest to me and say, look, this is what I'm thinking. Am I seeing it right? Am I not seeing it right? Is there a better way to do this? Like, what should I do? Because I'm lost. I don't have a hard time asking for help now. I really don't. Physical help, maybe, yes. I do have a hard time asking for that because I'm still able to, like, move around quite a bit. So it's like, if I can do it, then I will. And plus, nobody's going to do it the way I do it anyway. And I'm very set in my ways. <laughs> um, but I have, I have definite assets that I bring to the table. I have skills that I bring. I have values. And I have affection and feeling and love and understanding. And I have all these good things. And I, I have all their opposites as well. Every coin has two sides. It's not which way you flip the coin. It's which side I choose to reveal. Because some of them can stay in the dark and they're better in the dark. They're better if you don't pay attention to them, don't look at them, just flip it over and just concentrate on this one part. I would rather do that and have it be my choice. Um... <laughs> T-Rex, uh, wait, wait, wait. Always with the novels. Here we go. First, I got to go back. Wait. Uh, and you said, I was doing well for a bit. I'm not sure why, but the past few weeks have been rough. I couldn't regulate a single emotion yesterday. Girl, yes. I was like, oh my God, I know my period's coming, but come on. Like, <laughs> come on. I went from being happy to being like, I just didn't want to fucking live at that point. And then I was like, and now I'm fine. And then I'm really, really happy. And now I'm terrified. And I ended my day on a good note, but very insecure. Like I was very unstable because I wasn't standing on stable ground. I was standing on new ground. And I was standing out there by myself and trying to guess what other people were feeling and thinking because I, I didn't have the opportunity to communicate with them at the time. And we all know that when I'm stuck inside my own head with nobody giving me feedback, I come up with the worst things. Yeah. You know, luckily Caitlin was there to be like, Nope, smack. <laughs> Just, nope. Nope. Smack. Like stop that. There's so many things in my head that I don't want to be seen as. Because in the past, they've been used against me. But if I start like already hiding pieces of myself away, I'm not being genuine in any of my relationships. And I can't do that. I've done the whole adapt to make them happy thing. And that never worked. I can't 
stay like that for that long. I have to be me. The me that you're going to get is loud. And she's going to cut you off. She's going to aggravate you. And she's not going to take everything you say as like the written word. She may not obey every single time, but she will eventually, you know, do what you need to be done. But blind obedience is not something that she does. You know, that that's who I am. That's part of who I am. All of that. But are they negatives? I'm loud. So what? You don't like loud? Okay. Some people really do like loud. Some people only do loud because they like to hear the person coming. Like they want to be aware. They don't want to guess. <coughs> it's very rare you have to guess my mood. I'm very upfront about it. <laughs> Even when I say I'm fine, I'm fine. I am fucked up, insecure, needy, and emotional. That is my fine. That's what fine stands for in my mind. So I'm not lying. You just, you're not privy to all the, the information. I can't help it that I said one thing and you heard another. You should have asked me what fine means to me if you were really that interested. But most people aren't. They're just like, how are you doing? Okay, please just let me pass by. They don't care. When I ask you, hey, how you doing? Are you okay? It's not because I want to pass the time. It's because I'm getting a feeling and I want to know. There's something bothering you. Talk to me. Don't leave me out on this limb by myself. That's the shit that always pushes me away. That's what makes me build walls. Like, if you need time to, like, sort through your own head, that's fine. But give me an inkling of which way you're leaning. Because I'll always lean in the worst direction when it comes to me. That's just how it is. Uh, in your mirrors, I was doing okay. Yeah, it's just been really, really rough. I don't know what's been going on lately. That is certainly being clipped. I could give a fuck. Uh, I finally vocalized my daughter to my daughter that I feel like I pour into everyone all the time and not much is getting poured into me. Yes, she called me two hours later, needing me to give her my debit card to pay her electric bill and her bring me the cash today. Thanks, kiddo. Like, <laughs> in school I taught them we had this book called you know fill my bucket and while adults are like hee 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 it was one of the best stories I ever taught my kids and it taught me a lot too we created the bucket in our classroom and I had an emotion bucket that you know we would fill and we'd fill it with cotton balls and as you did something nice for somebody or somebody did something nice for you or you wanted to recognize something you saw someone do for somebody else without trying to like draw attention to it you got to fill the bucket so at the beginning of the week we always had an empty bucket because it's kind of how you start out you start out with a clean slate but you also start out full of all this hope and whatever so your bucket's not filled one way or another it's just kind of there and 
I had I had decorated this little. It wasn't a big bucket. It was like one of those little pencil buckets, you know, the metal kind that you see at like the dollar store or Walmart. And it's cute. It's like you can put a little potted plant in it, or you just stand up your markers or whatever. And I would have one of those, and I'd have like you know little cotton balls, and they would get to write up a ticket. Like they'd come up to me, and I'd write up a post-it of what this cotton ball represented. And they'd get some, it was a whole big ceremony that we did all the time every morning. And they would get to put the cotton ball in the bucket. And I would write down on the board, like such and such did whatever, you know, and we'd like, we'd clap for them and okay, this is, we're going to do this today. Like this person was really, really nice. That's a really good example. How many times today can I do that for somebody? Like, oh, this person, you know, helped her get her jacket on. When you see somebody struggling, do you help them or do you laugh at them? You know, and it was always a teachable moment. It was always something to help them grow. You know, and there was the physical manifestation right in front of them of this bucket that they could see it's empty and it's cold. And when you talked into it, you echoed and it made you feel more alone. But the more good things that you put into the bucket, the more full your bucket would get, the more cushioned the more it absorbed that sense of loneliness you know that huge echo that you had now you're just you're you sound more grounded you sound like you're right next to me you sound like we can have a conversation you're not all the way out there and when that bucket is full and it's overflowing i let it overflow i put another bucket on the floor under it Let's see how much we can get it to overflow. Then by the end of the week, it was like, how many buckets did we fill this week? Just being nice to one another. Just, you know, calling out good things that people did. Like if somebody read a passage really well and nobody commented on it, if some kid raised their hand and said, I just want to say, like, they read that really well. I really enjoyed you reading that. that that's a couple, you know, things to go in the bucket because you're complimenting somebody else. Somebody else did a really good job. And you're putting yourself out there drawing attention to the fact that they did something really well and you want them to get the praise they deserve for it. You're not like, look at me, look at me saying that they're good. I need the pat on the back. No, you're like, look at them being amazing. You should really like, you should go, you know, give them a pat on the back. You should go encourage that. And I feel like that's what we do. Such as tonight. Tonight is unveiling reality. He did not do a short promo, so I don't really know what it's about. And then again, my brain, I've been through a lot this week. Let's see if I can find if he did tonight's. I don't know. But I'm more than willing to to go there and and see if I can find something here. Uh, do, 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 do. Nope, no upcomings. God damn it, winning. So I don't know what tonight's about. I know it's Wednesday, so we shall see. I don't see him putting anything out. Grimmy just uploaded numb. You know what? Let's. No, nope, video unavailable. Damn it, Grim. He always does this. He's hey. He's like, yeah, I'm putting this out, but I don't like it yet. So wait, I got to fix this. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 
T-Rex, I like people a lot. I'm a people person. Yeah, well, <laughs> people keep trying, or maybe it's the universe trying to tell me that I have the wrong attitude toward others because I believe 90% of people are good. No, it's okay to believe 90% of people are good. Just always be cautious. Don't blindly accept that they're good. Fuck that. Especially when they're asking for something from you. Or you're asking for something from them. If you assume everybody that acts nicely toward you is a good person, you're going to get taken advantage of a lot. Uh, what does being a good goddamn... What what does being good goddamn men's Shelly mean, Shelly? I'll be good goddamned. I don't know. It's something that I say. It's something when I'm adamant about something. I'm I'll be good goddamned if they're gonna fucking get me to do that shit. Um, needy and exhausted is another one. There you go. Elephant. Hello. 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 Hara hara. How are you? Uh, elephant. Like. I always feel like it's like my Nick connection. Like she's coming over from the dark side. You know, I love Nick, but Ellie has always been around in a way that she's like, oh, Shelly's upset. I got to make her laugh. I'm not leaving this goddamn panel, this, this freaking chat until she laughs. I will not leave her like this. <laughs> I don't just, most of the time, I'm like, girl, it ain't going to happen, but it does. Ellie, I have a new intro. Winning reality made it for me. It took him a while. I'm very, very proud of it. I love him to pieces for making this for me. I mean, it's just, this is amazing. So I'm going to play it. I hope you really enjoy it. Guys, go, because you know you like the beat of it. I love this song. So here we go. Jersey girl. I know that you're a Jersey girl inside. People like me. I'm thinking maybe you're a Jersey girl with all those highlights in your hair. No other girl can move like you. We pump our fist and ride it through. And I don't care what they might say. They'll never get us anyway. So be my Jersey girl, Jersey girl, and take a little ride with me too. Who the fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. <laughs> Who the fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. He even asked me, he said, do you want to like do your voice over it after I saw it like 19 times? 
And I was like, no, I love that you got Peter Griffin doing that. Like, it's fantastic because that's so the face that I make. It's just, I'll do the whole like, okay, because you guys don't see the expressions I make this whole thing. I, you would be so friggin' distracted if you watched my face while I did these streams because there's so much more being said. <laughs> Then I'm willing to to share. Um, but yeah, no, the whole the one eye going in, the whole like half cross-eyed kind of thing, I do that all the time. I'm like, ugh. Like <laughs> instead of rolling my eyes, one kind of I make one go in and I make a goofy face. I am the queen of goofy faces. I will always, my reactions will almost always make you live because you'll be like, the face. What's with the face? Like, come on. <laughs> Those AI things. He's just doing refacing. That's all he's doing. He just he took all these clips and he knows I love that song. You notice the end. That that last line always gets me because I think he thinks he was slick when he threw that in there. But I heard it. You know, he's the boss, and yeah, I'm the boss and you're my muse. Like that's basically how we work. He's I'm willing to follow the charge wherever he goes. Because he's braver than I am. <laughs> With he and I, I tend to be the one going, no, 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 no. Like, no, no, wait, wait. Just slow down, please. Because he's just full of energy. And this is the stuff that he does. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It just fucking, oh my God. Lady Autumn, when you go through that thing, there's so many little Easter eggs hidden throughout it. That you don't notice the first, second, third, fourth time. But Elaine dancing, that's so me. I don't give a crap what I look like when I dance. Jacob beats. Oh, gotta bounce, y'all. Bye, honey. You were I know you weren't very talkative, but I hope you enjoyed it. You know, you're always welcome. We love you here. Don't forget tonight, unveiling reality. I think it's at eight o'clock. I don't entirely know because he didn't post it. Um, if he does not have it, then I'm sure he's going to have it, but I don't know. We'll see. I'll be in chat waiting for y'all. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But tonight, winning realities channel, we have unveiling reality tomorrow night winnings channel. We have repairing history together. Wait, wait. Because there's a thing for that, too. There's a thing for that, too. I got to look for it. Wait, because I don't want to hit the wrong thing. There's some things that are just, you know, just inappropriate. <laughs> Not really. Oh, we don't play that. Uh, okay, here we go. Last time on Repairing History Together. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love you for your skin's pure sheen, for your two sweet lips with teeth in between. <laughs> that would not be funny. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking love that one. Oh. <laughs> It kills me. It kills me. But then, of course, you have my my dear little um, T-Rex. Baby steps? It means setting small, 
reasonable goals for yourself, one day at a time. One tiny step at a time. Baby steps. For instance, um, when you leave this office, don't think about everything you have to do in order to get out of the building. Just think of what you must do to get out of this room. And when you get to the hall, deal with that hall and so forth. You see? Baby steps. Baby steps. Oh, boy. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps through the office. Baby steps out the door. And it works. It works. <laughs> that just makes me. Because one of the best things about T-Rex is... First of all, I don't pay property tax. See? I have all these set up in StreamYard. Winning just keeps throwing them in here like, here you go, here you go, here you go. <laughs> and slowly but surely, I'm learning how to use them as part of my narrative. Yeah. They're just fucking fun. Oh, they do. They he sends me this shit constantly. And I'm just like, where do you come up with this crap? And now I do it. I'm like, oh my God, what about this person with that person? Oh, I can totally see them as this. He's like, send me the clip. We'll watch it. He's like, mm. he's got to chew on it for a couple days. And then out of nowhere, he'll be like, oh, that thing you sent me like two months ago. I totally have it now. It totally clicked because it comes to him with that inspiration. He needs time. If it's not right, he doesn't do it. That's what took so damn long with the introduction. A lot of things were getting in the way and he just wasn't ready for it. He wasn't ready to release that kind of thing. And it was a lot. It just kept adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. I listen, I would not be surprised if he in a month from now goes, Oh, I found a whole bunch of different things I wanted to add. I don't want to wind up with the intro like tug or yellow flash where it's like 13 to 40 minutes long. No, that's a whole show. Like, just, <laughs> no, but like one and a half minutes is good. Two minutes is fine because they're funny and they're sweet. And it's just, I just love it. I do. Thank you so much to winning reality for that intro. It just, I'm tickled pink. Ah, having said that, it is 11.30, and I have to be on with Gary. So tomorrow night, we have Repairing History together, Gary Lamb and Winning Reality. Um, I don't know what they'll be covering. I'm sure it's going to have something to do with Thomas Sowell, um, because that seems to be the the direction that they're going. They're concentrating on his works. If anybody knows how to get in touch with him, please hit up either Gary, me, or Winning so that we can pursue that because we would really love to get him on that show and talk to him. You know, because he's up there in age. He's in his 90s before it's too late. Like, we really... Just even to have a simple conversation where we tell him or where they tell him, you know, how much of a difference he's made in people's lives. I did baby steps, T-Rex. I did it. I did. I did the whole thing. Just for you. 
baby steps. And I don't know if anybody noticed, but you notice the baby steps book, the middle of the book. This is winning reality. I don't know if any of you noticed that. Like it's <laughs> he sneaks that shit in there like every once in a while. <laughs> but I mean, he's a good egg. I I don't know where I would be without him. I really don't. Like I was in a very very bad place, and the first time I was in a really bad place in my life, I met Nick, and that made all the difference. And that put me, Nick put me on the direct path to meeting winning. I got sidetracked by other people who wanted the attention, you know, more, but I still made my way back. And that was a relationship of a friendship and everything that was meant to be, I feel, because we had enough of a shared history with different people to be like, you know what? I recognize something in you that you don't recognize in a lot of people. And we were able to build a friendship on that. Uh, Shelly, do you have your other show in 30 minutes today? Yes, T-Rex, I do. I don't know what it's about because, you know, that's Gary's thing. He likes to throw questions at me. Um, but I'll be on here again on Friday, Friday morning, 8 o'clock for Coffee and Chaos. And I forget what we'll be talking about. I don't know, but it's not the toxic parenting thing. I kept putting that off, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And there's, if I put off one topic more than twice, it's because I'm not, I'm not ready or it's not ready. And then I was talking to Caitlin last night and she said, you know, you, you keep putting it off. You know, I would like to do a stream like that with you. And we could talk about that. And then it was like, yes, this was what I was waiting for. So at some point, Caitlin and I will be popping up with a toxic parenting um, stream. We don't know when. It could be during the day. It could be at night. It could be on a weekend. We don't know. We'll figure that out. And you all will know as soon as we know. But yeah, we want to do that where we want to sit down and like talk about that. I also am planning a stream in the next couple weeks where I get together with a bunch of married women being extra. That's what Friday is about. Cause that's, that's me. I'm always extra. Um, Hey, cool gamer. What's up? Thank you lady for telling me. Cause I couldn't remember. Like I said, I'm hungry. I have to eat before the friggin' show with Gary starts. I have to go to the bathroom and I have to eat and not necessarily no, that's that's the order. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend it's going to be up and zoom right to the bathroom. But for Friday, it's going to be about being extra. Thursday night with, you know, repairing history together. I don't know what it's about. It's bound to be fascinating. It always is. I love the conversations we have after, believe it or not. Um, I wish more of you were privy to them. If you want to continue the conversation, let winning or Gary know, and we will hop over to the discord and have an after party like discussion about what we couldn't discuss on YouTube. Saturday, um, again, he has interviews set up. I don't know with who. I really don't. It, I'm a horrible when it comes to winning schedule. If he doesn't put out the damn short with his schedule that you referred to. So I need that. I don't have it right now. 
Um, and then Sunday will be a different timed old school watch party because, and he doesn't like to say it because of this, but because football, because football, it's going to be a late game and it's the Eagles. And I don't remember who the Eagles are playing against, but I think I'm not going to be happy about it. Uh, so there's that, but that's where we are. I will be on with Gary Lamb on Gary Lamb's network on his channel in a half an hour. I don't know what we'll be discussing, but I'm sure it's going to be riveting. Uh, he just, he likes to poke the bear and it's good because he gets me to talk about things I don't normally talk about. And he gets opinions out of me that unless you ask me the question, you're not going to get the information. It's not something I volunteer. So there's that. I am going to play my intro as an outro one more time. And then I'm going to get going. Friday is about being extra. And it's, I like to say you're, you're being extra, but you're extraordinary. That's what I want people to be. I want them to be extraordinary. I want them to be extra. But telling somebody to be extraordinary, that's a lot of pressure. So I'm just like, can you just like be extra? And they're like, what is extra? Well, what does extra mean to you? Well, don't tell me, show me. And you'd be amazed how people shine. They let these quirky little bits of their personality out for like a half a second. And they're just so shy about it. It's so cute. And you're just like, yeah, that's what I want. Like, just be you. Just be extra. It's okay. I'm always extra. I always extra. If there's a zero to 10 on the dial, I will crank that bitch to 11. I don't give a shit. Like, you got to be intense to deal with me. You have to be able to handle a lot. But it's worth it. If I do say so myself. For once, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I am fucking worth it. Fuck you. You don't think so. It's just, that's just how it is. Uh, anyway, that's next. I'll be on Gary's in less than a half an hour and come join us over there. Join us on my channel. Cause I usually, you know, dual stream, whatever you want, just come hang out, enjoy it, laugh with us, you know, throw some shit at me that maybe Gary doesn't think so. Throw some shit at Gary. God, if somebody would decide with me in one of these things, that'd be awesome. Like, just tell Gary you're wrong. Like, but I mean, if he is, if he's not wrong, don't say it. But it'd be nice if, you know, I wasn't out there on my own going, no, 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 no. Like, no, 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 no. No, I disavow. I disavow. Anyway, come join us. Have some laughs. Enjoy. I love you all. Chad is good. Chad is wise. And chat knows all. I love you. And the new intro is going to be playing as the outro. When it's done, I'm out. Peace. Jersey girl. I know that you're a Jersey girl inside. 4 a.m. at a diner. Stop singing. Living on a And doggone it. People like me.
Really mad a girl from Jersey. She was looking so fine with a hip so curvy. I wanna over down a seaside ice and I would walk right at the end of the night. Hey, hold up, got a situation. Got a conversation from the girl's generation. She's hot like a girl next door with a tick gold bitties that I can't ignore. Who the fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. I'd be a 